0: Three, two, one, no zero.
1: Listeners, this is Costume Station Zero. I'm Bob Mitch, and I am joined today by a good friend, Miss Katie Foreman. Hello. Uh, Katie has been seen at many a convention: uh, San Diego Comic Con, WonderCon, and Gallifrey One, and a host of different superhero, fantasy, and Doctor Who-related characters. So welcome. Thank you. You have quite the repertoire of costumes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so I like to start at the beginning. Um, I don't think you've been a part of any of my Halloween podcasts, so Mm -hmm. how did you get started in cosplay?
2: Okay, well, um, my mom always made my costumes growing up, Mm -hmm. and they were always, like, modified versions of whatever the patterns were. I remember when I had a Cinderella costume, but I hated Cinderella, like, the character. Mm -hmm. So I, I wanted my mom to make me the dress, but I would not be Cinderella, so I was a fairy princess. So I had wings and a crown. Um, and then when I got a little bit older, they got weirder. Like I was Stella Luna, the fruit bat from a children's book. And she made me this, uh, it was like a leotard and tights and bat ears, but the wings were like a cape that velcroed onto my shoulder and my arms slipped into the sleeves. And then they had hangers, um, that she had bent to extend the wings so I could hold my arms out and be a bat. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, sometime it was... Like, I think, I want to say 8th grade. Mm -hmm. My mom, I was getting really into Sailor Moon um, because I discovered friends through anime. Uh, It was, uh, I guess, going through my weeaboo stage.
3: What what does that mean?
2: Um, That is a term that people use, I think it's specifically for American anime fans, or... I'm not sure if it applies to, like, Canadian, but, like, a... An otaku is a Japanese anime fan, like a person who is Japanese, okay. but like we can't be otaku. Right. So we're weeaboos. But when I was young, we didn't have that word. Uh-huh. So, but I, I went through that phase. I was right. very, very into anime. But my mom made me a Sailor Saturn costume.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, like, I worked for Halloween, and my friend had a Sailor Venus, and we bonded over that, my friend Brianna. And uh, then I remember. Uh, a, f- a mom of a mom of one of the girls in the girl scout troop has been working for San Diego Comic-Con since probably nearly the beginning mm-hmm. at least the 80s wow okay and she knew about my costume and she was like oh Katie you should come to Comic-Con and I'd never heard of any conventions in my life right. and that same year a friend i went to school with was like hey you should go to Anime Expo uh-huh.
3: we're going to
2: there's a convention at the Disneyland Hotel mm-hmm. so Sailor so Saturn. I guess my first cosplay because I wore that to Anime Expo 2000, which was held at the Disneyland Hotel, and mm-hmm. my dad took me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And he got really weirded out when people wanted to take my picture. Mind you, I was 15. Right. Um, but they weren't trying to be creepy because it was just you know convention culture. They're sure. like, your costume, take right. it, But he'd just be like, no, <laughs> please don't take her. No, what are you doing? What? And I'm like, dad, dad, dad. <laughs> So the next, every other convention, I went with my mom mm-hmm. until I was an adult. But yeah, so Sailor Saturn, Anime Expo, and then it, it was like, that was back when Anime Expo and Comic-Con were like right on top of each other. Okay. And so then the next con was a few weeks later, San Diego Comic-Con 2000. So. Also Sailor Saturn.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Because
2: <laughs> I only had one costume back then.
1: Right, right. You start small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually the year before I started, so... Um... Sidetracking momentarily, what what is your feeling on uh, how Comic-Con was, uh, wow, 14 years ago oh compared God. to what it is now?
2: Well, I just remember, you know, because it was like a casual thing, mm-hmm. um, and also... This mom told me, you, you can volunteer and you'll get in free one day. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. So I showed up to volunteer and they got really mad that I was in costume.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: She didn't. She was just like, It's fine. And I volunteered for the blood bank, blood bank. And I was 15. I don't even think they let 15 year olds volunteer anymore. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I just had to, my job was if somebody wanted to donate blood, mm-hmm. I would walk them over to the Marriott mm-hmm. to where they which would be nobody around like yeah. it was now when you think of the walkway between like A and the Marriott's right. that that's a long walk because there's 10,000 people Constantly it's like a moving. salmon yeah, swimming yeah, yeah. upstream but mm-hmm. it was just like oh you know let's hold hands and walk to where the blood bank is mm-hmm. and it was more so like you might get lost uh, getting to the blood bank right. cuz it's in a hotel outside the convention center right. but you know the convention center was It's, like, almost half the size it is now. Right, yeah. And I remember this, like, I think my second Comic-Con, I wore a costume with wings Mm. in the dealer's hall. (laughs) And it was possible. Right. And it was just so different. And now it's bananas. Yeah. It's, like, every year I tell myself... Well, if I don't get a badge, I just won't go, and it's fine. I don't need to go. I'm just kinda like waiting for a reason not to go. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't have fun, but it's, it's kind of like, uh, It's just insane the whole weekend, and everything is so expensive, Mm -hmm. and it takes so long to get everywhere, Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad that it's still in San Diego. Like, I love that it's kind of like, the weather's great for cosplay during the summer, Mm -hmm. the trolley is good, there's lots of really good transportation, and the city welcomes us with open arms, more so than I think any other convention the hotels, you know, everything is really kind of like catered to Comic Con, mm-hmm. but it is insane. It's just crazy. Yeah,
1: the level of people, even though the capped it, is sort of like it, uh, it, sort of like becomes a pressure cooker of a con. Times, yeah,
2: and you know? it's like because a lot of people come down there just to experience it and mm-hmm. don't even have badges. Right, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's like people are selling their badges mm-hmm. outside for ridiculous amounts mm-hmm. of money and people will pay for it. And there's all the Hollywood types, yeah, right, walking around like oh, Comic Con by itself. It's like it's 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 bizarre to think how you know how much changed in 14 years.
1: Yeah, and that all revolves, I think, around uh, the rise of geek culture mm-hmm. and mainstreaming of things Keep like
2: being cool,
1: keeping being cool, and comic book films and making money and um, like I don't even remember. I mean, I remember there was some cool exhibits in 01. Uh, for, like, the time machine and stuff. But I don't remember uh, the celeb power that, that you
2: oh, can yeah. come now. I don't think I went to a panel mm-hmm. until, like, 2003. mm mm-hmm. And I remember someone was like, oh, we're going to the voice actors panel. Like, you have to come. And I was like, the, the group, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And we sat there, and we just wandered into the panel and watched the voice actors do their thing. And mm-hmm. it was, I mean, there's still panels now that are not crazy busy. hmm but there was nothing and even the masquerade you just showed up for you didn't need tickets and is actually um I have a I have a story about the first comic con okay okay so I volunteered to the blood bank thing the next day my friend Brianna came and she came in her Sailor Venus costume right. and the mom who had introduced us to the con had mentioned the masquerade, mm-hmm. and we had never we'd heard about a masquerade because the anime expo friend had told us about the one at anime expo. Mm-hmm. So we were like, "Oh, maybe we can just enter the masquerade in our costumes." Right. So we went to the desk, and they're like, "Oh no, or no!" We went to the masquerade check-in meeting, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh no, we're full." And then we like, we started to walk away, and we turn around and like, we turn around look back. Do you guys need any help? And they're like, sure. (laughs) So they set us to work. Um, When you're backstage for the Comic-Con Masquerade, they take a Polaroid of your group and attach it to your judging sheet. And they, they still, the judging sheet, they still do this. Okay. That our job was to take the Polaroid and attach it to the judging sheet and put it aside for the judges. Okay. But... Then we got this exposure to cosplay, you know, and costuming like we'd never seen sure. before because now we're backstage. It's essentially like we snuck backstage at, you know, a, a film set or, right. you know, a Broadway show or something and right. we were watching it all unfold when we really had no idea what was going on. Okay. And we saw a group that we ended up later being a part of perform when they won Best of Show that year. Mm. And it was just kind of like the weirdest thing that I've ever, I guess, you know, snuck into, Mm -hmm. but then I think it really made an impression, because soon after that, we're like, well, this is what we have to do. We have to do masquerades. So we did, Mm -hmm. and we won some awards here and there. But yeah. At Um, Comic-Con? In 2008, we Mm -hmm. won the most beautiful trophy for our Disney Fairies skit. Mm -hmm. And uh, Anime Expo 2001, we won an industry award. Which was a bunch, a bag of weird anime videos, some of them very inappropriate. I and mean, we were like 16. <laughs> bunch of but swag. Yeah. There was like hentai oh, in this bag. Oh, sure, it, it, was, sure. it was very weird. But you mm-hmm. know, it's like, thank you for the award. This is a very strange, strange bag. Prize, thing. yeah. And then we won a Judge's Choice Award mm-hmm. at Animagic, which no longer exists. Mm-hmm. It was a, we talk about Gallifrey being a social convention. Yeah. Animagic was a hangout in the middle of nowhere in Lancaster. Mm-hmm. They could not control the badges because it was a hotel. Mm-hmm. And so half the people wouldn't even pay to go. They would just go cosplay and hang out by the pool. Like, they okay. paid for the hotel, right, and not right, for right. the convention.
3: Right.
2: So needless to say, the convention fell apart. But we did win a judge's choice from uh, voice actor Scott McNeil. Oh, wow. Yeah, We were able to interview him mm-hmm. with our camcorder for an <laughs> anime club to take it back to high school. <laughs> <laughs> Such a long time ago.
1: Yep. Um, so these these early experiences at uh, Anime Expo and, and Comic Con, uh, it, it sounds like they were very positive.
2: Yes. Oh, they, very positive. Yeah, very you, positive. you weren't
1: obviously, clearly not put off at all, and no. the the appetite had been wet from your. It sounds like I'm guessing these early costumes before this were for Halloween. Yeah. Um, there, there,
2: there is anime mm-hmm. times.
1: Anime Times. Okay. All right. So it sounds like, were you mostly just doing anime characters then at this point?
2: Yes. And I mm-hmm. didn't actually do a lot. Like, I watched a good amount of anime, but mm-hmm. anime was hard to come by back then because there was yeah. no YouTube.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I usually got to see one or two episodes of things at anime club mm-hmm. at school, mm-hmm. or people would have bought fan subs at conventions. Right. Yeah. And you exchange them, like, you know, at birthday parties you know, get-togethers and you watch what you can. But there, there, you couldn't find anything on the Internet except for really bad animated GIFs, mm-hmm. or GIFs, yeah. however you say it, mm-hmm. you know, on GeoCities and Angel Fire websites. Right. Um, wow. So it was just, there was no crunchy roll. So anime was
3: mm-hmm.
2: more difficult to come by. And it was a much more expensive hobby. Like, the things I did end up buying... Mm-hmm. With my allowance, mm. I have to go to Suncoast. Yeah, and,
3: yeah, have got Suncoast.
2: And a single DV like a, you know, an, a single volume mm. of like a Sailor Moon dub slash, you know, subtitle was at least $35, and it was only four episodes, mm-hmm. if not more. Some of it was like $45, $50. Yeah. Everything was way too expensive. And so it was much more difficult to be an anime fan, especially as... 15 16 year old with no disposable income aside from sure. my parents and sure. my parents gave me a lot but there's a point where they're like we're not gonna buy yeah. you all of this anime
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there's a limit it's funny this is very similar to how collecting doctor who was in the 90s if i can you imagine didn't have like friends in the underground who had tapes because there was so little available and... do you yeah, do yeah. It, yeah yeah like it all open contraband. up a jacket yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, like a shady deal or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or uh, I was in the Laserdisc collecting at that time. And I love getting, I mean, because it's just, I mean, DVD was technically around, but it hadn't fully taken over. And I'd been weaned in the nineties from other friends who were laser files. And I don't know if that's what the real term for that, but same thing where you're spending 30 to even up to think up to 80 bucks for a movie.
2: So much anime was actually on Laserdiscs. Right. Mm -hmm. And Beautiful covers, like mm-hmm. a lot of art that was specifically designed
1: mm-hmm. for
2: laser discs. Right. And I actually had a laser disc player before my anime phase. My oh. uncle gave one to my dad oh. and I think he had two, D- two, not DVDs, two laser discs, like Indiana Jones. Right, right. And then the Beatles help. On laserdisc, and right. then he ended up okay. getting rid of it because you can't find anything for laserdisc. Mm-hmm. And so then I get into this. Yeah, so I was like maybe thirteen. And so yeah. then by the time I'm like ready for anime, yeah, we don't have a laserdisc player uh, anymore. I remember just like looking, oh no,
1: mm-hmm. I want this because that's right around the time where laserdisc was on the way out. You yeah, found some cheap. Mm-hmm. So really, yeah, you're exactly. You're, you're you're dependent on the fan network, right, mm-hmm. to hook you up with copies. Fan,
2: fan subs mm-hmm. were so important.
1: Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and now we take it all for granted with the internet. Yeah,
2: oh, no. Now it's it's not even just like fan subs. I remember someone was like, oh, you should make a costume from the show. And Mm -hmm. it was Sunbi Shoujo. And I can't remember what it was. But not only did it have subtitles, Mm -hmm. it would have explanations on the side for certain things Like, oh, you know, in Japanese culture or this is, you know, words that they chose not to translate Mm -hmm. because they wanted you to know, like, why this word is important or like, oh, this is a pun or things like this. Mm -hmm. So little, like, footnotes. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. This is so helpful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is amazing. And these kids don't know how good they have
1: it. I say that a lot of fans. <laughs> I guess it goes across the board, um, but that's great. So, what other characters did you branch out and try and do at this point? Let's
2: see. So, it was just a lot of Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. I was really into. Okay, so shortly to actually by two thousand one. So that was two thousand one was the year we did Anime Expo Masquerade, and then we did Anime Masquerade, and it was mm-hmm. at Animagic. And when I say we, I mean specifically this girl Brianna Brianna okay. Rokes. Right. Um. We met Sailor Jamboree at Anna Magic, and we started talking to them, and we expressed interest in being in their group. Okay. And um, then Japan Expo 2001, we were their Sailor Moon and their Sailor Mercury because their usual cast... Couldn't be at this convention and what, uh, what
1: does this mean? Like, were you hired or something?
2: Sort of. We were professional and not mm-hmm. like we were professional. Excuse me, performers because we were paid, mm-hmm. uh, but we weren't professional costumers.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: My obviously, my mom made. Um, I th- Brianna is is a very good seamstress now. She's improved a lot, but like my mom made both of our costumes. The group leaders, Gina and Chrissy, made their costumes with the help from their mom and then some of the people, so we're kind of, but we're definitely not professional costumers, mm-hmm. but Japan Expo hired us to do little shows as Sailor Moon characters. Mm-hmm. And we were dressed in their school uniforms from the final series, mm-hmm. and we performed uh, two songs, one the opening theme from Sailor Moon, and the second song is Set Me Free from Believe it or not, I don't know if you know, if you know this, but they have, uh, musicals of certain animes in Japan. Oh. And one very hmm. popular one was Saiyamu or the Sailor Moon musicals. Sure. And it wasn't like one musical that they show all the time. It was every, like twice a year, they would have a brand new show with some new songs, some old songs, new costumes. And then in between new shows, they would have fan events, fan cons, mm-hmm. where they would, you know, Bring in So they're these big productions, they have crazy costumes, very tacky, but mm-hmm. very sparkly. Okay. So Set Me Free was a song from the set of Mew, mm-hmm. and it has a Pada Pada dance to go with it. Pada Pada is a video game. It was very, very steeped I can in tell. this and Japanese. I can I,
1: I tell. I only scratched the surface yeah, in this that time. Yeah.
2: And uh, I know I don't speak Japanese, but we sung in Japanese, and we wow. had girls in our group who had... Taken Japanese so they could tell us how to properly pronounce things. We weren't perfect, obviously, mm-hmm. but I mean, in choir in high school, I sang songs in German and French and Russian, and I don't speak any of those languages, mm-hmm. but you do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at Japan Expo, we would, we, it was two days and we performed one show each day or two shows each day. And then we also did things like meet and greets mm-hmm. or, uh, at the beginning of the convention, we handed out these free tofu yeah. to everyone who came in.
3: Right.
2: And I remember at that time, I was I was working at my current job, but for that weekend,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I got paid more than I could make in a week at my job. And I remember thinking, can I do this all the time? Right. No, I can't do this all the time. But right. it was fantastic.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, and I did, and pretty much all of my convention's from 2001 until, like, early 2003 were because I was with Sailor Jamboree. And we would we got invited to Anime North, and we put on a show there, and OniCon in Texas and put on a show there. And I did a lot of costumes because I was doing them with the girls in those groups. Right. So, Final Fantasy costumes, mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah, I did... Brown and I did costumes from this obscure anime called Haunted Junction, which no one's ever seen, yep, and it's very weird. it's fine. Mm-hmm. It was only like twelve episodes, and for some reason we really liked it, but mm-hmm. I think it's because I spent money on it and it was it was and no one else has seen it, so obviously we <laughs> had to love it because no one else it, would right. yeah um but yeah, and then different versions of Sailor Moon costumes, like I had my original Sailor Saturn and later Eternal Sailor Saturn. And Sailor Mercury, and then her Sailor Mercury's, like, school uniform, mm-hmm. and then uh, the knocking down hesitation outfit from all these different versions of the same character. All the variants. Uh-huh. Because, you know, any good anime has, you know, if it's a bishoujo or magical girl or anything like that, they have their their superhero of sorts outfit and then all their normal clothes. Mm-hmm. So then you can just... And we'd also throw together outfits because pretty much they always wore the colors of of their outfits. So mm. we would just wear blue and pink outfits to go with Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury. <laughs> and it was, it all seems bizarre now because it's like every year there was a convention for right. these people who had birthdays in January called J-Con. What? Yeah. These people would... It was a get-together. It was uh-huh. a party. Okay. But... They would call it J-Con. Okay. Because it was a January birthdays. Okay. And we would, and like I said, we're minors. We couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. So our parents would drive us all the way up to places in LA. Mm-hmm. And we'd either spend the night at Gina and Chrissy's house and then they would drag us around to places and be like, oh, we're going to have Japanese-style curry. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, we're going to have boba. Like all these I had so much exposure to stuff that mm-hmm. I would have never seen otherwise sure, sure. if it weren't for the Sailor Jamboree <laughs> section of my life, mm-hmm. which I was very grateful for um, because there's, I learned a lot. It wasn't always, you know, perfect, but mm-hmm. I learned so much from being around because all these girls were actually, a few of them were over 21. So we were the sure. youngest people in this group. So we're babies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was. A very different time.
1: All this traveling, I mean, so your your parents were letting you go kind of out of state for some of these? And yeah.
2: Kind of... Um, it was we only went out of states, out of the country once and mm. out of the state once.
1: Out of the country, what, to Japan? or?
2: Uh, we went to Canada. That's oh, okay. where Anime North is, Toronto. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And we were trapped in the hotel the whole time.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. as long as we stayed in the hotel, our food was free. So ah. one day we ventured across the street mm-hmm. for... Uh, dinner, but that was it. So I, when I say I've been to Canada, I don't really feel like I've been to Canada because I never saw outside the hotel room.
1: Sure. Sure. It's like layover. You're at the airport. But yeah. It doesn't really count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, well, it, yeah, it sounds like you're pretty steep in this culture. And I, I only kind of know a few things in that world. And at the time, I certainly wasn't into the cosplay end of it. But I understand that that is almost more where the cosplay boom started, and it kind of bled over into other things. Mm-hmm. Not to say you didn't have costuming and things like Star Trek before that. Oh, yeah. But to me, it doesn't seem to really hit mass quantity until you start to hit the mid-2000s. Um, that's my personal recollection. But...
2: I actually, I just remembered my first convention ever was a Star Trek convention.
1: Before all of this.
2: Before all of this, mm-hmm. when I was very tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the San Diego Convention Center, mm-hmm. and I don't remember much except there was a man dressed as Data, mm-hmm. and he was acting like Data, mm-hmm. and it freaked me out so much because I knew that he wasn't right. Data, but the fact that he was like moving mm-hmm. like Data, I was just like, nah, this is creepy. I don't like this. And I love I Star Trek. I actually have a Starfleet
1: uniform, so... Yeah, but, and this came later after yeah, this. Much came, later but, yeah,
2: much later. And I, I've, I've never been to a Star Trek... Convention says. That's
1: really strange. Isn't it? If you like Star Trek and you have a uniform and you've never been to one.
2: I've never been to one. That's
1: really trippy. Isn't it weird? No. I think it's
2: because I don't have anyone. Like, no one's invited me. I always go with people. No like, always. I've never. Oh,
1: okay. Like a friend group. Not yeah. like a. Con- okay. I've
2: never just, like, I'm going to. I was always, hey, do you want to go to this convention? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's do a. Co-. It's so much fun, more fun to mm-hmm. cosplay with other people. No,
1: agreed. So you you didn't have other trucky friends, is what I'm no. saying. I see. So, your uniform, is it classic? Is it TNG? What is it?
2: No, it, it is, uh, I guess, Deep Space Nine slash Voyager. They wear these outfits the entire Voyager because, you know, they're trapped they're in the Delta stranded, Quadrant. Yeah. But, so, the ones with the uh, color on the shoulder Color on is the black. shoulder, yeah. yeah. And it's red. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, two pips, Lieutenant, just because,
1: Okay. you know, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, is that because Voyager Deep Space Nine was your Star Trek?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched... Um, next generation, but it was a little, at times a little scary for me. Mm-hmm. When people talk about Doctor Who, like mm-hmm. hiding behind the couch, that's mm-hmm. how I watched, cause we watched it at dinner, but I was like, Okay. I don't know. And then I watched Deep Space Nine, but I really connected with Voyager. Mm-hmm. Just, it was it was all about Janeway for me and okay. Catherine. I'm a Catherine, mm-hmm. and so I really connected with that show. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. I was in middle school at that time. I
1: get it. I and get so, it.
2: So yeah, that was that was my that was my Star Trek.
1: All right, uh, it's I don't meet many uh, Voyager fans, I, but um...
2: I don't. I know them.
1: You just don't. <laughs> no. meet...
2: But I feel like it's because there's not a lot of there's a lot of people who I know
0: mm-hmm.
2: around my age who would I, I know would enjoy it, but it's mm-hmm. hard to be like, hey. Have you ever watched Star Trek? We'll start right here. Start right here because I know you'll like this. Because right. usually you'd want them to watch the whole thing
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then make a decision. But that's a lot of that's a lot of Star it, Trek. It,
1: it's a big commitment. But I'm digressing. <laughs> um, all right, so you pretty much consider your first costume. I, I assume uh, cosplay, costume, Sailor Mercury. Sailor Saturn. Sailor Saturn. Sorry. Yes. Um, so it sounds like you've had a lot of good experiences doing this. What do you, what would you say has been your best experience in cosplay?
2: Oh gosh. Um, I, I, I'm just going to like overall say that the social mm. aspect, um, cause I've made so many friends with groups of people I may not have otherwise been exposed to. Mm. And it's always nice to have that group of people that you don't see very often, but you see them at conventions. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like it's it's always there, and it's like a a safe place at conventions. Because whenever I've gone to a convention alone or met someone there or didn't have, you know, like I had someone with who, like, it wasn't very fun or we intended to split up, those conventions are, you know, not the best ones. But Mm -hmm. the ones where I was spending time with anybody, you know, just like sometimes... It's a person you don't expect to spend time with. You just kind of start following them around.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. And so the ones where I'm not alone or in good... Just when I'm with good company are Mm -hmm. the best conventions. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously... It's so it's any masquerade I've ever done has been really fun, or any performance. It's always really fun to get up on stage and perform, and like mm-hmm. with Sailor Jamboree, we sang, mm-hmm. so that's fun and dance and you know dancing and singing live.
1: It sounds like these were more musical kind of shows. Yeah,
2: because yeah, they're just like they're very musical. But even, even all the masquerade skits that I did mm-hmm. were musical things, so like our Disney fairies, we did a dance to. Um, Christina Aguilera's Candyman. Uh-huh. We had leaves that right. said Peter Pan on them. Mm-hmm. So it lined up with the lyrics like mm-hmm. Peter Pan. And that was the one that we won the most beautiful for, but we always laugh about that. It's because our wings were really, really cool looking mm. and they're very pretty. Mm-hmm. But our dance was... uh I don't know, kind of sexy for Disney. Mm-hmm. Where there's lots of shimmying and stuff like that. Right. So we, we just laughed because it's like, oh, most beautiful, shaking our boobs around. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was because of our wings. And right. it's, it's always fun. It's just fun meeting people and doing things like the, the Gallifrey one, like the, the sketch show and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's, that's fun. I yeah.
1: Like, well, I, I can tell you've had some experience on stage. Is that something you did in high school or college? You were involved in theater? At all? Yeah, I did.
2: Um, show choir and theater in high school and I did like danced outside of school and I uh, did community theater too mm-hmm. and then I started when I started college um I was a theater arts musical theater major but then at some point I realized I like this is fun but I don't think I could do this as a career hmm. so I stopped
0: that okay yeah mm-hmm.
2: I always feel like you in order to succeed in some of these careers, you have to have a certain amount of disillusionment, like, or just an ability to be able to uh, suspend your disbelief. And I'm just more cynical or just more of a realist Mm -hmm. where I just, I could look at people and go, they're really talented. They can do this, you know, but I could never, and I have plenty of friends who are, you know, successful or doing their thing, but they're never going to be movie stars. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But you have to, they still have to work really, really hard and think that they're the best. Like, they have to carry themselves like they're the best when they go into auditions. Mm -hmm. Because if you go in there like, I'm okay for this part. Like, I think I could do this part. You have to just be, I'm the one who should get this part. And that's how you have to Mm
3: -hmm.
1: approach
2: everything. And I just, I couldn't do that. Nope.
1: I just... I, I can relate I mean I I have fun doing it too but yeah I don't know if I could ever and I and I was pushed by a few friends at various times to try to really wholeheartedly pursue things like acting and you know, I even had, had shots done once when I was in my 20s and oh, I, I just went Yeah. oh you did too?
2: I did a I was actually in. you know those like John Robert Powers I was in one of those like modeling schools that you pay a oh, lot of money okay, for and you're yeah, not yeah. I did a this weird company that's dissolved now, where you like do an audition and then they charge you a bajillion dollars for acting classes and mm-hmm. stuff and I did it, but I had no i didn't i knew that this wasn't going to make me famous, mm-hmm. but you get headshots at the end of it, and you get to work with people who've actually worked in film and so I actually got to work with people who wrote scripts and they taught me things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Like, I learned about extra work, and I learned about uh, cameras and stuff like that. And it wasn't... There's a lot of people in there who were like, oh, I'm going to be famous, and they were not. They yeah. were awful. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, I got to be in someone's student film mm. through that, and so I definitely, you know, I chalked. It's experience. Mm-hmm. It's No matter what it is, it ended up being experience. My headshots were awful. I had, like, <laughs> weird hair and... Yeah, no, I, and nobody ever encouraged me, no one ever discouraged me, but no one was ever like, Katie, you should do this. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I want to do this. So like, yeah, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, how old were you when you did that?
2: Uh, the classes yeah. or the, um, I want to say 17,
1: 18. Mm. Yeah. Would you say that played into your cosplay later, at least in terms of knowing how to portray a character or, or exude a character, how to pose, etc.
2: I think that I've learned more about that outside of the, like beyond, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an extra on the show Entourage because they needed cosplayers. (laughs) And I brought two costumes, so Mm -hmm. I got to be in multiple scenes. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: I have a cross in front of one of the actors. Nice. Yeah, it's nice because you can... Because every time someone decides to watch Entourage randomly, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: at some point they'll message me, I saw you, Mm -hmm.
3: yeah. Nice.
2: But um, it was in those acting things where they told me, you know about extra work, like make sure you do the same thing every time they do the scene so mm-hmm. that you're not just, dist- you know, like stuff like that. But otherwise, I mean, I learned from being around other cosplayers, like watching people who were more comfortable in their own skin, but mm-hmm. I've never, I've always been a ham and I have no, I have, I, I don't have my, a problem getting my picture taken or anything
3: Clearly. like that. So, Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, um, let, let's move further down the timeline here. Um, you're, uh, at what point do you start to venture into other characters outside of anime?
2: I'm trying to think where... Because, I mean, I consider the Final Fantasy games, like when I was doing that, a part of my anime phase. Sure. Because they were, they were Japanese-created mm-hmm. games, and they're just a really common place in an anime convention. Sure, but, sure. Um,
1: so, and, and that was when you were doing a Selfie?
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Selfie. And I also did Pain from Final Fantasy Mm -hmm. X-2. But I have to admit, I never played a Final Fantasy game. Now I have. But Mm -hmm. at the time I had it because I didn't have a PlayStation.
0: And no one else.
2: So everything I learned was from the internet. But both Selfie mm -hmm. and Pain were characters that friends told me I had to do. You have to do this. Okay,
3: Okay. I'll do that character. And I had
2: a lot of fun Mm -hmm. doing them. But I, I, I was one of those people, yes, I didn't know a lot about the character, but I didn't have an opportunity. I couldn't be like, well, I thought that I, I made a good selfie mm-hmm. because I looked enough like her. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my opinion, it doesn't matter if you uh, are the expert on these things, because sometimes it's just about being a really good representation of the character, mm-hmm. and I still respect the games. I just never had the opportunity to play them.
1: So, a question here relating to kind of all of this so far, when you're dealing with something that was represented in animation or a video game, how do you go about interpreting it as a real-life costume?
2: It's It was always really complicated. So, my mom makes my costumes. Grace mm-hmm. Foreman is the genius seamstress, um, and she makes all the things. And initially, it was, I would bring these things, and she what's this? How do we do this? Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know, because... She um, is a very talented seamstress, but she had to learn and experiment a lot because initially it's just making things from patterns. Right. And she would also know sometimes when looking at a pattern, like, that's not going to work. But then when you start doing all these costumes, she has to invent patterns, you Mm -hmm. know, and and invent methods to do things with what we have. So uh, with a lot of the the later video games, like the Final Fantasy x by that point... Some of these pictures you can actually tell textures like there's like a costume and you can tell that there's these panels on the side that are definitely supposed to be suede. Okay. You know, but when you go back before that they're they're not that detailed. Mm-hmm. And the you know, all the pictures are really and all the game animation like even in cutscenes in the game, it's not as detailed because we're talking about, you know, early 2000s. Mm-hmm technology you know, wasn't it,
1: quite there yeah mm-hmm. and
2: so uh i remember like some people would take final Fancy things and they would look at the art books and they would just embellish like i'm gonna decide that this is a brocade because that's just more interesting and mm-hmm. some people would go more simple and i'm always for the idea that you can with because you know animation a lot of times we talk about like Batman the Animated Series. That's right. that's like the simplest any of their costumes will ever be. Mm-hmm. And just because you would, you do Poison Ivy's Batman the Animated Series costume doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to use the most simple green fabric. You can you might want a fabric with texture yeah. just because like yeah you're gonna try to match this color.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But if you get the fabric it's just like a cotton like that's another thing people before the internet had. Fabric stores. Every costume at an anime convention for people who didn't have good fabric stores, you know, anything outside of Joanne's right. was made out of cotton, like mm-hmm. quilting cotton, because that was the only things that came in all those different colors. That was the only option. So if you needed all these different colors, mm-hmm. but those are the worst fabrics to make costumes out of. You know, it's like really entire yeah, 100%. like entire costumes. Unless mm-hmm. you're making a summer dress. Mm-hmm. But if you're making a big coat, right? You know, then right. you you're not going to want to make it out of these fabrics. Mm-hmm. And so, when you're interpreting animation, I always felt like you should uh like realize that because it's not a real costume, you're being given a gift mm-hmm. to be more creative. Whereas like right now my next costume uh for Comic-Con is going to be uh Mira Reed
3: okay. from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm.
2: which is uh an insane project, just because all of the Game of Thrones costumes are ridiculous because they have weavers making their fabrics, right. and like hand beaded hands embroidered you know fabrics on dresses mm. and things that are just impossible for the average person to make. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they do it on the show on purpose. Like, you know, one, because they have the budget. Of course, they should go all with the costumes. Mm -hmm. And two, because it makes it nearly impossible for anyone to make the perfect costume. Mm -hmm. So, we can't find these fabrics because they don't exist. Mm -hmm. So, we just bought, like, nine different fabrics that we're going to be layering together to create the look and feel of all these different textures. Mm -hmm. Because our costume has so many different textures on it. Okay. And so... Um, like the, it'll be effective, but there'll always be that person out there who's going to (laughs) look at it and just know that it's not the real thing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, obviously Mm -hmm. it's not. And it's more intimidating. Whereas, you know, if you're doing the Sailor Moon costume, you do the colors, you you get the colors somewhere near there, but you could pick whatever fabric you want.
1: Yeah. You can't really get an accuracy Nazi on you, but...
2: I mean, I did have people occasionally walk up to me, you know that is supposed to be brown. Oh, (laughs) you know I don't care. Okay? Thank you.
1: Goodbye. (laughs) But uh, um, in comparison, when you're doing something on screen, like Game of Thrones, you Mm -hmm. have to be much more exacting if you really want to get the read. And I imagine this will have the read, but...
2: Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and that's why it's like when you do a real, like a character played by an actual person, Mm -hmm. it's more beneficial if you can kind of look like them like you Mm -hmm. can do whatever you want but it is nice if you look a little bit like the person or Mm -hmm. like decently enough that you can pick up the character there's some characters in game of thrones or it's like doctor who and stuff like that where no matter what like you know that they're Daenerys because that white blonde hair and that outfit yeah but some of the more obscure characters it's a little bit more difficult. You're like, are they from Vikings? Mm-hmm. Are they from, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not iconic mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, yeah. Where the costume isn't doing the work for you. Yeah. hmm Um, so with that said, um, what what would you say your your phase out of this was? Was it into the superhero realm?
2: I'm gonna say the superhero realm. Um. I did Poison Ivy Mm -hmm. a long time ago, but I like to forget about that costume. (laughs) It wasn't a bad costume. Okay. It just, me, I was too young to be Poison Ivy the way I should be because it was like, it was like a leotard with Mm -hmm. leaves sewn onto it and then like a mesh thing that went up to the neck and it was like, I have to cover up my parts, you know, wearing tights on my legs. And I just, I... (laughs) How old was I? I don't know. I wasn't old enough to be sexy, like, in my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't feel sexy. Okay. So I didn't look. And Poison Ivy, it's so important that you feel sexy. Sure. Because it's like, you have to. Sure. And so now when I do superhero costumes, I feel sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, even though every inch of my body is covered mm-hmm. in spandex, I feel sexy. Um, so... Yeah, at some point, I want to say it's like I did, my 1st spandexy costume was Violet Parr from The Incredibles. Oh,
1: okay, yeah.
2: Um, the Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. So that was my mom's first attempt, and, and it, it worked out really well, but mm-hmm. things have changed so much since then, because we had bought gloves mm-hmm. and boot covers and made the bodysuit, but now all the gloves are a part of the bodysuits. And the shoes are a part of the bodysuits. So
1: it's like all one big thing. Yeah, it's all one
2: big. The shoes fit inside mm-hmm. of the bodysuits. And how this happened was um, there was this one year at Comic-Con where I was in a masquerade. I always forget about this mm-hmm. because um, we always call it instant cosplay. We had these... Brianna and I met up with these two friends. They're like, oh, we're going to be in the masquerade tonight. Hey, you want to come with us? Because... Mm. Um, Scott might need more people to be in his costumes. We're like, okay, Mm -hmm. so this guy, Scott, don't know his last name, don't know anything about him, has every single X-Men costume from the animated series, Uh but he needs models. Right. So he'd been walking around the convention. He found some, like, seven-foot-tall dude to fit in his Colossus costume. Perfect fit. Uh
3: Uh-huh. He
2: found some guy to be Nightcrawler who just happened to be an acrobat. Uh Uh-huh. Um... I was... he he He's like, oh, uh... So, because he's like, he's got a bag of costumes. He's uh-huh. like, oh, so, uh, what character do you want to be? Or what do you... And I was like, I only know Rogue. And he's like, oh, I got a Rogue. And he, he gives me the costume. The shoes fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. And there was a hairpiece, which was actually a Santa beard, mm-hmm. that he had, like, styled. Sure, sure. And it, like, clipped onto my bangs. Yeah. Got my little 80s bangs. Uh-huh. And it was the exact same length as my hair. And my hair was brown. Uh-huh. And it was, like, this... Same length.
1: Kind of weird. Yeah.
2: And then my friend, she was Phoenix. Shoes fit her perfectly. Costume Mm -hmm. fit her perfectly. Mm -hmm. The girl's going to be silent in a group. Hair down to her butt. Black. Uh, Like, the only thing that wasn't perfect was our Jubilee Mm -hmm. had hair. Like, they didn't have a wig for Jubilee, so she just put her hair in pigtails. But, you know, and then we went on stage and he won, like, Comic-Con Judge's Choice or something. Because we were just his models. But we just couldn't get over how... Perfect. Yeah. It all was. Like, is, it was. Is
1: his eye that good, or did he, like. Have... No, because
2: he didn't know us. Like, the, right. the two of the girls brought us. Right. And like the people, you know, he did find some people, but mm-hmm. it's just like the only thing is that it was sad because he had a storm costume, but mm-hmm. they didn't find a girl uh, to be Storm, mm-hmm. you know, but they he had he had them all. Like if he had found them, he would have had them someone wear them. Like he was Wolverine
3: mm-hmm. and there were
2: muscles built into a lot of the suits, sure, sure. Like really good. Mm-hmm. They're really really good costumes. But mm-hmm. it was just like this weird and that was the first time I ever wore like a superhero costume. But okay. then it was I started reading comic books more aside from batman like i was reading pretty much anything that had poison ivy in it Mm -hmm. in the end of high school and then i just decided that i uh, but like that was the first time i had seen shoes built into a costume Mm -hmm. like that they weren't boots right they were part of the costume and i saw people a lot of people do phoenix and dark phoenix that are like that and i was like mom look they do this and she's like how did I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, if I showed her that it was exist that it existed, that yeah, someone yeah. had done it. She's right. like, okay, fine, it's real. I can do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what the the special thing about her superhero suits is that there are zippers um, on the side of the arm, like going from like the very bottom of the pinky mm-hmm. to kind of like I don't know the minimum of minimum middle. Of my forearm, so mm-hmm. that I can take off my gloves, still have my suit on, and like go to the bathroom, wash Smart. my hands, eat food. Smart. Yeah, because um, a lot of people can't, you know, and they can't use their phones. They mm-hmm. have to strip down completely naked mm-hmm. every time they need to use their hands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And well, uh, I imagine you you're pretty much doing anyway if you are in the bathroom. If I go to the bathroom, yeah. yes. Yeah, there's no way around that. But yeah. otherwise, yeah.
2: that's the that's the problem. I did my one of my Sailor Saturn costumes mm-hmm. did have snaps. In the crotch area. hmm So that was nice. hmm
1: Yeah. I always have to think of this practicality stuff even though yeah. it's like, oh, so it's people- not really accurate, but, you know.
2: And my mom always has to make stuff that's washable. Like, she will not pick fabrics that aren't washable. She can't deal with it. Sure. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Because it's expensive to dry clean stuff over and over. And also, you get sweaty at conventions. Yes. yes. And obviously, sometimes you can't. Like, if you're, you know, if you're going for accuracy and you know that's the right fabric. Mm-hmm. But we it's usually not that way mm-hmm. with what we do, so.
1: Um, so, I mean, I, I know that your your mom is doing a lot of the actual sewing, but it sounds like you're, you are involved in helping to kind of plan the costume, probably research fabric and, yeah. and so forth.
2: Yeah. She's, now that she has an iPad, she does so much research, like, it used to be like you had to send me pictures, you had mm-hmm. to find all the pictures, mm-hmm. you have to, but now it's like, so she's looked up every single Victoria Waterfield costume. And she's gotten every picture. She I don't even know how she found some of these pictures, mm-hmm. but now she's like fifty pictures of you know five different costumes, and she like she had me she printed out pictures for me for Gallifrey yeah. to have me ask, like, uh, yeah, like what color things were, mm-hmm. and then she's like already looking for fabrics for mm-hmm. things. So she's actually gotten really good, <laughs> really really good at researching things. Mm-hmm. So. It, it's kind of scary. Which is half the battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, finding pictures of anything mm-hmm. from lost episodes is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what recons help and, yeah. you know, there are good uh, uh, photo resources. But you're right. You're right. I mean, you know, to especially color reference, if you <laughs> want good color reference. Um, so you you started to, to go into superheroes with, and I could start listing names here, but I don't know the order you started doing things. I know I've seen you do...
2: I did Red Lantern Mara, right? because I read the Blackest Night series, and my mind was blown, mm-hmm. and then we are doing a group. But then I missed the group, and we didn't get photos, but whatever. All I care about is hmm. that I met... Jeff Johns, uh, and I had a photo of my, what my mom did. was like, oh, you're meeting him? Mm-hmm. Oh, and she printed out a high-quality photo, and she's like, you should give this to him. I was like, oh, okay, Mom. <laughs> so when I met him, he was signing his uh, Aquaman New 52. Mm-hmm. I showed the picture to him, and I was like, oh, was like this is my... And he's like, oh, this is really cool. And he turns around and is like, can you... He, Gwee goes, Can I have this? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, you can have this. He's like, Oh, well, can you sign it? I was like, <laughs> Yeah. So, I was signing an autograph for Jeff Johns. Yes. And then, um, I met, uh, so I did that one first. And then I did Dove before I ever had a Hawk at all. I just saw Dove and I was like, I like you. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, like, well, you know, there are times in the comic book, uh, where Dove was alone mm-hmm. because Hawk was dead. Both. Mm-hmm. Both Hawks were dead, mm-hmm. um, specifically during Blackest Night, mm-hmm. when she was just kind of a part of Teen Titans, or was she a young, I don't know, she was she was a part of a team randomly that I didn't even realize, all of a sudden she appears, I'm like, oh, cool, she's cool. Um, but I met um, Sterling Gates and Rob Liefeld. Nice. Um, uh, I met Sterling Gates while in costume, I met Life, Rob, Rob Liefeld at uh, store, but they both did the new fifty two mm-hmm. hawk and dove relaunch, mm-hmm. which was okay. <laughs> that's, okay, was okay. The writing was okay I I appreciate Sterling Gates. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it a lot.
1: But a lot
2: <laughs> okay. of uh, yeah.
1: <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> um. So so you you do dove. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: that's fun. And then I did fire. Oh. Because my friend Jeannie, mm-hmm. who's my, like, a cosplay partner in crime, mm-hmm. um, she did ice just because she wanted to, and okay. she had uh, her boyfriend at the time do Guy Gardner. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, then she was like, oh, you should be fired. And I was like, cool. Like, <laughs> sure. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that one was... A, any superhero costume is interesting because they have, you know, 60 different versions of the costume.
1: Uh, yeah, depending on how far like, back that go. Like, the cover in. art. Mm-hmm.
2: And the... You know, inside, and then, like, action figure mm-hmm. version. And so then it's just like, oh, we can do whatever we want. So you just pick up... I was like, oh, I want this fire. I'm not going to do the green naked version. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to do the... the lead, Like, the, you know, cut out. No, I was like, I want to do the full thing, but then um, there's ones where her flames on her shoulders are white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, I don't like that. So we did... My, my mom... Wanted to kill me when this is done. But there's three different color layers of flames on the arms. Mm -hmm. Like at the top of the gloves, the top of the boots, and then the shoulder detail. Mm -hmm. And she had to go around. The way, this is a little secret. The way she does these things. So like when she does the gloves, Mm -hmm. it's like she's made the solid green bodysuit. And then she puts the gloves on and she finds out where they need to be attached to and she pins them. But she's placed the fabric over. Mm -hmm. And then she sews on in the shape of whatever she's cutting and then she cuts the excess away around the shape of the flame. So she had to sew around these flame details multiple times yeah. and then cut around these flame details. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful and it turned out really well. Oh, no, and it's a very it's very impressive and it's bright and shiny. I make mm. all of my superhero costumes sparkly because um I found that even if they have no idea who I am, mm-hmm. they are immediately attracted to it and mm-hmm. they want to take pictures because it's shiny. Like I literally had a woman once go, I don't know what you are, but you're sparkly and like take my picture I could see and that. it works. It, it wouldn't work for certain things, but in mm-hmm. the case of superhero costumes, it works.
1: Mm-hmm. This so, adds up to a lot because I, now that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, like the three, I'm really thinking of, like they all have sparkly material. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, it's funny, too, that you, you uh, had mentioned The Incredibles, because I'm uh, I was in the, I'm still in the middle of recovering a number of photos I've lost with my computer hard drive crash, mm. and one of the ones from, it's either o four or 05, is a picture of you as Violet.
2: Really? Yes,
1: I, that I randomly took of you. It's like Scott. I didn't know Scott in 04, but I have a picture of him as Batman. That's
0: crazy. And
1: it's just like, wow, like one to two years before I really properly met him, and obviously several years before I really knew you. Yeah. And, uh, it's just funny how, you know, in some ways a lot of us are still running in the same circles, but yeah. we just didn't. You We've
2: know. just always been around. Like if mm-hmm. you keep going and especially now it's getting cra- more and more crowded at Comic-Con, you're not going to see anybody. Like you're not going to find anybody you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You might run into people, yeah. but you'll never find them if you don't have their phone number mm-hmm. and you're looking for them. And mm-hmm. maybe if you do have their phone number, if you don't have service,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. cause it's
2: Comic-Con. Sure. Um, WonderCon's the opposite, though. It was like every ten feet, I would run into people. The last WonderCon, I just mm-hmm. keep walking. Yeah, hey! you know, mm-hmm. coworkers, old cosplay friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. new cosplay friends. I was hanging out with someone, and they're like, "Do you know everybody?" I'm like, "Apparently, like, <laughs> I must know everybody."
1: <laughs> well, you have room to maneuver at WonderCon. Yeah. yeah. Oh goodness. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm looking forward to WonderCon though.
1: Yeah, it should be a good about Um, so, uh, tell me about, um, I mean, I I obviously I remember seeing, you know, your, your dove and fire, uh, but the ones I've actually seen you do more recently is, uh, the female Bucky and Robin.
2: Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the female Bucky, I just remember thinking that I wanted to do something from Marvel. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something kind of like Avengers and stuff, but I didn't want to do any of the characters. Obviously, there's lots of Bucky's, but not as right. many, not very many. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what it was, but for some reason I just remember looking at that costume and, like, I knew who Bucky was, mm-hmm. and I'd read some stuff, and I, I'd i started watching Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Nice. And, but yeah. then you just, like, meet him, he just falls off a plane, you're like, Bucky. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the end of it. <laughs> so, but... And then I looked at that costume and I just that the way that costume and design just popped into my head.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: just like, that. that's what I want. So, like, I want a ponytail and victory, really crappy victory rolls. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's what I want. And it's actually one of my most popular costumes. Mm-hmm. Like, I get, it's, it's the only one that's not sparkly.
0: Yes, I, um, I did note that. Yeah.
2: yeah uh, and it was one of the more simple costumes for my mom to put together. Mm. So, it's you know, because it's not spandex. Right. Except for uh, the little the little bloomers, that's Right, it.
0: yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, I just... And then uh, the Robin is mm-hmm. actually technically not done in all of the pictures, mm-hmm. uh, as you've seen it, but uh, in the New 52, uh, World's Finest, the Zero issue... So World's Finest features, or featured, I'm pretty sure it's been canceled like everything else mm-hmm. in the New 52, mm-hmm. starts off for like... It starts off and then it's gone. Um, (laughs) And then, so it has um, Power Girl and Huntress. Right. But there's a zero issue where we find out that Power Girl is actually Supergirl. Okay. And Huntress, Helena Wayne, was Robin. Okay. In a different universe. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up in the, the current universe where they are. Okay. So this Robin is Helena Wayne's Robin. And I was in my head I was thinking, like, I wanna do a more uh like a more mainstream character, Got but it, it ended up being really obscure anyways because it's from a zero issue and right. nobody everyone's just like, Oh, Rule 63 Robin. I'm like, No, it's Helena Wayne. Mm-hmm. I had I bet I had multiple you know, super comic book dude bros be like, Ugh, it's a girl Robin. I was like, you know, there are other girl Robins, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the, the most, more than once, it was just like someone who would try to judge me on my comic book knowledge and mm-hmm. having no idea. I'm like, you do realize there's been a lot of Robins.
1: So you're, you're taking the, 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 nerd guys to task on their comic knowledge yeah, and they and think that you're just, yeah, they, yeah.
2: nobody, it's like, nobody knows I'm Helen away. They mm-hmm. just, and you're like, it's, so, but technically, the there's supposed to be these crazy boot covers and armbands mm-hmm. that have not been finished yet. But because nobody knows who <laughs> she is, it doesn't matter. Um, well, we're, they'll be finished mm-hmm. eventually. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, nobody, nobody knows who she is. That was my first lace front wig, though.
1: Ah, so it's, uh, speaking of wigs, how many of your costumes have wigs?
2: All of them. All of them, except for. Perry? Yeah, I
1: thought Perry wasn't a wig. She thinks. This is Katie's thinking face. The original,
2: the very first Sailor Saturn didn't have a wig. Mm -hmm. Because I had my hair like that. But then I got a wig. And that's, I don't wear that wig anymore, but it's actually one of the best wigs that I ever came with. It was a really good Sailor Saturn wig. I like that wig. But, um... (laughs) No, all of my costumes have Well, okay. Since I guess like another one in the anime phase didn't have a wig.
1: The majority, about 90, yeah. 90%, 90% of them I have so wigs. many wigs. So just
2: so many wigs.
1: So this is probably not so much the domain of your mother. Where do you like to source your wigs from? What's your wig secrets?
2: There is a store mm-hmm. in downtown Oceanside
1: mm-hmm.
2: called the Oriental... It's just called Oriental Wig. Mm-hmm. And these two wonderful women work there. <laughs> and I bring them in pictures. Yep. And they go, okay, uh, when do you need it? Bye. And then I'm like, oh, this time she's like, okay, bye. Like, they'll have me write down my phone number, yeah. and then I come back.
1: So, uh, I mean, you don't even pick I, a base wig for them to start with? They just... They no, just, they
2: just... They go to town. Crazy. Recently, yeah, I have bought wigs from Arda, or I would. there's another wig store in Anaheim that I have bought, like my Robin wig. Like, mm-hmm. wigs I don't consider needing much styling. I've, I just pick them up myself. I... Um, my friend and I styled my Bucky wig, mm-hmm. and that's like falling apart now, so I have to fix that. Yeah. So one thing about these wig ladies is that they make it to last, that, mm-hmm. that stuff. But they're, they've always been, they have no idea what I'm asking them to do, mm-hmm. but they do such a good job. Like mm-hmm. for my selfie wig, she's got a cowlick. But when I was thinking, you know, I this wig, they would just make it flippy. No, they cut the cowlick into the top. Nice. Like she's got this very definitive no they they put that on there, and they curled the hair, and they it was like cool, hmm. um, and the most impressive wigs they made um were my Casta Spello wig,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which gives me migraines, but yes, it is you
1: mentioned this several it times. is
2: fantastic, mm-hmm. it's huge, mm-hmm. like her hair, it's like two different wigs, mm-hmm. and it is giant and, you know, full of secrets, like the, you know, her hair is big, full of secrets, mm-hmm. and my uh, Mera my wig, which was first a Kaori wig from the Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. Well, will say to Miyu, she's right, a, right. a villain, and then they added more hair to it mm-hmm. to make it even bigger, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, Mara's hair is not, like, crazy big, mm-hmm. but... I was going to use this wig still, and then it's just so much more impressive when you just have, like, this giant Elvira rack of hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but recently, most of my characters, it's like Aurora. It's just an out-of-the-bag Ardo wig. There's, like, no styling involved, just brushing. Mm -hmm. And uh, same with Fire. And Dove, you know, I put her in a ponytail. Uh, I think... Yeah, and then um, I cut some little kind of wisps into my lace front for Helena, Rob, Helena Wayne's Robin. But recently, my wigs have been less crazy. But mm-hmm. in my early days, they were a lot crazy. What crazier.
1: Uh, What do you normally spend on a wig?
2: Um, between thirty five and the most expensive was ninety
1: five. Oh really? Yeah. And these are these are from the Oriental. Wigs. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Well, they're
2: not Oriental ladies. I'm sorry. The name of the wig name store the wig is called store. Oriental. I, wig. I
1: was being sweeping there. You're right. I don't know that, but, um, but yeah. No, that's that's not bad at all.
2: Yeah. No, they're 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 pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, they're just they cater mostly to like selling hair extensions mm-hmm. to local women. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but they they don't have any problems styling wigs. Well, they, uh, my Victoria wig, uh I just, I told them, like, I was like, here's her, I showed her hair down, because mm-hmm. I knew that I had to, and I was like, I just need something with texture. They didn't have anything there at the time, like, texture, and they ended up cutting in some bangs and mm-hmm. flipping, like, they, they styled it a little more, and I was just looking for something, but they ended up styling it and giving her a little, you know, volume in the back, and I was like... Great, thank
1: you. Yep, just what you need. hmm No, it looks great. Um, it's, uh, it, I always push the um, the importance of a good wig and a costume to help no. sell wigs, the character. My
2: biggest pet peeves is people who have fantastic costumes,
1: mm-hmm.
2: no wigs, mm-hmm. or bad wigs, and no makeup.
3: hmm
2: And, like, no makeup is my biggest thing. When I started cosplaying, I didn't really know how to put makeup on very well. hmm and I was young, but still like I, I realized that I needed to put some on because when you put a different hair color on, mm-hmm. your skin tone changes and mm-hmm. then when you're having people take pictures of you, you get washed out
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, I and then you know as at the beginning of cosplay, I was also getting more into theater and you learn about like you know how lights wash you out and how yeah. you need to exaggerate your features and stuff like that so that you look like a person. In the photos instead Mm -hmm. of just, like, a blob. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times people, like, all the time I remember people kind of like, well, they don't wear any makeup. Like, talking about, you know, something like a real-life thing. I'm Like, you do realize they're wearing a lot of makeup to make them look like they're not wearing any makeup. Mm -hmm. And you're not them. Like, you're Mm -hmm. not an an HD shot of their face. Right. You're standing, you know, four feet away Mm -hmm. having a really... You know, like being turned into a flat image.
3: Right,
1: right.
2: So, like up close, yeah, I might look a little ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But in photos, I look pretty normal. Right. You know, I look...
1: You got to cater to that because most of these live on in a photo than they ever will in someone's memory Mm
2: -hmm. of seeing you. And it's like, if if you're doing a film shoot Mm -hmm. and you've got close-ups, then yeah, you're going to tone down your makeup a little bit. But if you're doing a masquerade skit... You gotta, you know, if you're a girl, you gotta put the false eyelashes on. You gotta mm-hmm. put the darker blush on. And this isn't you. I remember one of the uh, conventions we held a cosplay panel, and as a part of it, like I did someone's makeup. Like mm-hmm. I and I brought all clean stuff, and I was, you know, talked about how important like it is to have sanitized brushes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I did this girl's makeup, and she looked she looked good, and it wasn't really crazy. There was no false eyelashes. It right, just right. went from zero makeup to some makeup. Mm-hmm. And then she immediately washed it off because she was like, "I don't like this. This is weird." And I was like, "You have to get used to the look of makeup, yeah. but it and it is weird. Mm-hmm. But you get, but it looks good. Like mm-hmm. it looks better if you, not. I mean, of course, you can do makeup poorly.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, sure, very true.
2: But with the internet now, there's tutorials. so many wonderful tutorials. Mm-hmm. So many. I've learned so much about makeup from people on the internet.
1: Mm-hmm internet's changed the game it's it's been a game changer mm-hmm. in the cosplay world um you know since you often have picked um less mainstream superhero characters what um have you ever had um uh, and clearly some people don't know who they are and i i get how that happens Um, have you had a common misidentification for any of these characters?
2: Fire, they always think I'm Poison Ivy.
1: Ah, sure. Green, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, Aurora, they always just say I'm North Star. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they can't remember. I have this tendency of picking one part of a duo. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily having the the other other person. I did have a hawk for one convention. Mm -hmm. Um, for like... A few hours, mm-hmm. but the costume ended up somehow being a little bit too tight for her, mm-hmm. like in the shoulders. And so it, it ended up giving her a headache. So she mm-hmm. wasn't in it for very We well, got some good photos, but like, um, uh, yeah. So I, I don't have a North Star mm-hmm. for my Aurora. I just kept telling people that he was on his honeymoon. Nice. Okay. Cause you know, uh, uh, why not? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like for fire, the first time I wore it, I did have someone to, you know, I had an ice, but then when I wore it to Comic Con, I didn't have my ice. Everyone mm-hmm. was just like, "Poison Ivy, are you Poison Ivy." Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was there's, there's always been something weird. Even characters that you feel like are well known, mm-hmm. people would come up with things, but I, I can't remember. And the Poison Ivy is just the most common miss. Clearly, that and you know, Rule sixty three things that aren't Rule sixty three, like Robin.
1: Right, right, of course. Uh, yeah. Dipping back to cast. Cast, Castus Spell.
2: cast Kastispella, who is... Still makes me grin. She's so pretty, but mm-hmm. she has a weird old lady voice. Like, she talks like this. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, She-Ra, what do we do? You're like, why do you talk like that, Kastispella? <laughs> why is that your voice? She's, right.
1: So not not even what you'd call a He-Man character, a she character. She's
2: a she character.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes. what, what made you do that? Was that purely for a group?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. They were doing a masquerade skit, and they were like, we're doing... Shira people, who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And looking at the pictures and someone's like, oh, you should definitely be her. And I was mm-hmm.
3: like,
2: yes, she's cool. <laughs> and, like, the costume is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually considered selling it because I don't get enough use out of it. Mm-hmm. But... It's like you'd have to be the same size as me in order for yeah, it to work I, out for you. I
1: know all about the um, trials of selling costumes. Yeah.
2: Interestingly enough, there's a, someone I met through Gallifrey who we were talking about it, and she does. She wrote cos. She wrote cosplay. She just loves. I'm a little too young for the show. Like it was on, but I was I was too young to really enjoy it. Shira. Like she wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was technically alive, but I. <laughs> I I was not. I was not the right age for that show
1: yeah well um, I mean a lot of us aren't the right age for some of the shows we get into it's true today.
2: it's true um, but she found out like after we were talking that I was that cast as spella mm-hmm. and she was telling me like oh you're the best I'd ever seen I was like oh that's cool and I I hadn't really looked at other people's, and I'm looking at the internet I'm like Wow, these people really need to step, step up their game. Because <laughs> a lot of people do She-Ra, but then there's all these other obscure mm-hmm. girls, you know. There's mm-hmm. so many of them. And right, you see right. a lot of She-Ra's, a lot of Catra's. Sure, sure. But then a bunch of the other ones you don't ever see. Right, so, right. right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so it's like I didn't have much competition to begin with. Mm-hmm. But it turned out really well.
1: Yes, no, it, oh, it looks good. Yeah. Um, I figured out you were She-Ra once I saw the She-Ra, but since I didn't watch She-Ra, I was more watching He-Man yeah. as a kid. I was like, eh, I don't...
2: Yeah, they didn't cross over very much.
1: No, hardly. Hardly at all. I mean, I knew she read because it's hard to miss that, but... I watched
2: more, like, uh, My Little Pony, like the original one, right. and Care Bears. Oh, God, Care
1: Bears. Wow. That brought me back. Okay. <laughs> um,
2: Strawberry s- shortcake. Stra- yeah,
1: yeah. I I had cousins who had all that stuff. Um... Uh, What out of all of these costumes has been your most difficult or challenging?
2: Well, the answers I think would be different for my mom than for me. Like, obviously, um, it's like fire was really difficult, and. Um, Mara was really difficult. That was like the first time she ever did a bodysuit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's two layers of fabric. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a laser cut scale fabric that has to be, you know, facing a certain direction and stretched a certain amount. And then there's, um, like piping on the collar. And then we had to make these weird shoulder spike things. And that was the first time we used, uh, Wonderflex. <laughs> yeah. And uh and then it gets caught in the wig. Mm-hmm. Um that was the first time she did like the putting the shoes in the costume, and mm-hmm. so that was and then uh the the parts of the robin she hasn't finished yet. Mm-hmm. Um also I think but she she did it. The uh the Nyssa costume,
3: mm-hmm.
2: all those little patches that yeah. she somehow managed to figure out and put in what seems to be the right places. But I remember looking at that thinking <laughs> but she's she somehow she's, figures, she's one of us apparently yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she'll figure it out she's yeah she's really and I would say I'm trying to think cause like I don't wear Mary mirror anymore cause it's big heavy wig and mm-hmm. the annoying shoulder pads and I have some really great photos in it usually it's like I keep wearing something until I have really good photos of it mm-hmm. because if I'm alone it's not as fun if mm-hmm. I'm in groups it's always fun right Um, yeah, I mean, every costume is usually, like, has its setbacks, or it's just time-consuming. Like, my mom, she's very talented, but she's a procrastinator. Yeah. So... Generally speaking, like every single costume I've ever worn was finished like the day before the convention.
1: Kind of like how they show in heroes a cosplay where they're finishing. The yes, era.
2: except my mom never cuts corners. Like mm-hmm. she's unable to cut corners. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not in her nature, and she's so. It. It just makes it more like difficult for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's. She also there was a there was. A, a time where she had some cataracts, so she had to have eye surgery so she couldn't see, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it's like, if you do too much sewing, you get neck pain. Sure, sure. She's not a young woman, Mm -hmm. so. But I'm just waiting for the day where she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. But she doesn't... I mean, like I said, she's doing all the... She does more research than I do. Like, I just did one Victoria costume, and mm-hmm. I want to do... It, but now she's like, ah, I've lined up all these other ones. I'm like, there's only one Doctor Who convention a year. Like, what are we going to do <laughs> Well, these locally, things? anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's true, that mm-hmm. that I'm going to.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so doesn't mean you can't do it at other conventions. You're just going to run into the same problem. Of, yeah. I mean, if you ask me, you, you pick a 60s companion at any other convention. I mean, forget about... At least in the superhero costume, as you say, you're... Getting the skin tight, you're sparkling. Mm-hmm, yeah, whistle. yeah. But random sixties, who cared? Even if you're in a group, yeah, you're, no, you're cares. Fighting no yeah. cares.
2: Yeah, and it's it's nice to be cared about. Like it's mm-hmm. nice to get attention because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, if you she puts a lot of work into things, and then yeah. it's like a lot of work getting ready. Yeah. To put in the costume, yeah. like putting on. You know, I I've gotten really good at putting on false eyelashes, but like initially. You know, and I'm not good at eyeliner. There's all these things, and it's just, and then having like wig and things that are heavy. And It's like you want someone to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, but so the thing is, it's like now the way Comic Con is, people really don't in the same way. Like,
1: really don't what?
2: Appreciate it. Uh, people don't take pictures anymore, I've noticed, the same way. They'll take them with their cell phones, but they don't tag them on Instagram.
1: Yeah.
2: Or they don't take, you know, or they're i don't try very hard like i won't put my purse down if i'm busy if mm-hmm. it's a cell phone picture because mm-hmm. i figure it doesn't matter it's like if you whip out a nice camera i'm like oh, oh
0: i gotta okay step i gotta up
2: do the this game, yeah right? mm-hmm. step up the game because that you know but then these every time it's like you know ew.com mm-hmm. has like a best cosplay yeah, yeah. and it's like pictures of people in store-bought robin costumes with their boobs hanging out, Mm -hmm. or, you know, things that are funny. Funny and clever is good, but just, like... Yeah,
1: funny and sex appeal is what wins over accuracy and quality a lot of the time. Yeah,
2: they're not going to notice me because they don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not in a big, giant group, but it's Mm -hmm. mostly, it's like, the only way I'm going to get noticed is if I'm poison ivy, but I'm not... I have to be the most gorgeous poison ivy there, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like it's not like I do it to be noticed, but sometimes it, it stinks when you when people are getting lots of attention mm-hmm. for not much
0: effort.
1: Well, I mean, it's a it's a fine line. You want to you want to be recognized. You want to be noticed. You you want to know that there are other fans that appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, um, you don't want to be ignored because then you feel like, well, what I just do this for? Mm-hmm. On the other hand. I've been in those situations where you're in that, that perfect storm of the perfect group and everyone's rocking it and you can't move. You
2: cannot move.
1: And I, and then you're like, okay, okay, break, break. And then you almost want to break up the group so that at least one of you can kind of get from place to place. You know
2: what's happening more these days that didn't used to happen? Hmm. People taking photos without your permission... Like, and not like, not like the cool candid, like the people, like I'll find a picture of me where I'm not posing Mm -hmm. and then I'll be like, Oh, this is me. Like, why didn't you ask me to pose or something? Like, Oh, I didn't want to bother you. And you're like.
1: Yeah, this I'm- is,
2: I'm like, this is slightly more bothersome because now it's like me mid talking, like with yeah. my purse on. And you're like, oh, candid, mm-hmm. like superheroes being real. But it's like, if I'm sitting down, mm-hmm. you know, with my gloves off, mm-hmm. checking my cell phone, mm-hmm. y- it's, it's kind of a weird violation yeah. of, cause I want to show you my costume in its best form. Sure. Like, please take a picture of me when I'm, Looking my best,
1: but not everybody thinks of this, or they're in a rush. They they don't have time to ask you, or some of these nerds are not socially very adept, and true. they don't even want to, you know, have the etiquette to ask you. And it's not a personal thing; it's just that's that's a shyness thing.
2: There's some weird. There's a person who goes around and uh, will be like, "Can I pick you up and take a photo with you?" Be like, no. <laughs> and then there's this other person who will take a have you ask you to take a picture of you two together with your phone and then ask you to text the photo to him and then he'll have uh, your phone number?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like,
2: no. Mm-hmm. So there is there is a lot of... I don't feel unsafe mm-hmm. at the conventions I go to with the people I go to. Well, it sounds like you're there, usually with friends. Yeah, but mm-hmm. there are creepy people. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's definitely some people I don't want to spend... You know, like, I would... I would try to avoid if i saw them
1: well i mean but if you're wearing one of these costumes that are skin tight you you are kind of attracting some of this unwanted attention i mean what it's well, like well
2: the thing is is like you could be not wearing you could be wearing jeans and a t-shirt no, and no, you're you right. could get them so right. it's like i'm not asking for harassment mm-hmm. i like i am like i i want you to notice me but mm-hmm. you still don't deserve to harass me mm-hmm. like that's just the way like it they always say, you know, costume is not consent. Like,
0: right, right. You know,
2: and it's like people, I always like, when people ask, like, if they're allowed to put my their hand around my waist. But usually I make, like, when a dude comes up and wants to take a picture, I will, like, touch him first to, like, let him know that he's allowed mm-hmm. to touch me. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, the the kind of, like, the signal. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if I wrap my arm around you, then you can wrap your arm around me, but you can't. Mm-hmm. And obviously if they tried to touch my butt or something, yeah. then they would get... I would be like, nope. Mm-hmm. But usually it's like... But I do know there are sometimes situations where people have been touched, you know, when they didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, I remember... This a long time ago at Anime Expo. There's a, a Japanese pop star, Ayumi, and she's got this catsuit. Mm-hmm. Skin tight, leopard catsuit with a tail on the back. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. And these mm-hmm. three girls did, like, three different colors mm-hmm. of her catsuit. And they were gorgeous and perfect. They had a friend standing just behind them a little bit so that no one could take pictures of their butts cuz they were like taking pictures of other people doing a photo shoot and this girl is just standing there in her normal clothes you know making any picture that they tried to take of their butts look bad like that uh, and she wasn't like doing this right, she was right, just right. casually in the way mm-hmm. cuz so that people you know cuz there are people I remember and when I was a minor like people like would mm-hmm. want to touch me mm-hmm. and you're like you do know I'm 15 like stop Right. I was just wearing like non sexy anime costumes, so maybe, it's like
1: maybe your dad's reaction was right then at a certain <laughs> level, right so I know it's it's six and one half a dozen but it it's one of those things where uh it seems to be you know uh what is it
2: is most it so- people in general, it's not I feel like it's just like there's there's for every hundred great people you meet there's one there's one crazy what
1: what's so. the what's like the weirdest uh you know come on you ever had from one of these guys?
2: Well, I get these things where these weirdos, uh, like want to talk to me in character,
3: oh.
2: and I'm like, no, you know, like, hey, like, you know, where's Guy Gardner? I don't know, mm-hmm. and then like, like as if it's supposed to be some sort of, you know, come on, or like when they're interviewing, I, I don't know. Actually, the weirdest thing that ever happened to me was mm-hmm. on the set of Entourage okay. when one of the main actors walked up to me. And another girl, while you know, between takes, and was like, So, do you guys like have sex in your costumes? <laughs> and we were like, No. And he's like, Isn't it like a kinky thing? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. it's not. And he's like, Oh, I mean, like, it, it's isn't it just like role play. And I'm like, it's, it's not. You're being weird. Yeah. And I was like, so you're not cool? And he was just trying to be like, oh, I'm the actor. Right, right, show. right. And I was like, no, you're being weird. I was like, mm-hmm. this is not. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm not here for it. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're, it's not working.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. <sighs>
1: um, so uh, I know you go to a lot of different varied events. You have a lot of different varied characters. But what um, has been your favorite uh, convention to go to?
2: Right now, I'm gonna say WonderCon Mm -hmm. because it is the it's like the Comic Con I remember, and it's so convenient because I live in Anaheim,
1: which helps. Yeah,
2: and uh, I don't need a hotel, and we can technically park at the Disney parking lot Mm because I don't have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. And so it's incredibly convenient, and the convention centers really. Really nice, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's lots of good places around there to take quick photos mm-hmm. and access to food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And all those things are important when you're at a convention, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I don't like Comic Con. Gallifrey was really, really fun this year, yeah. Um, it
1: was a really good time this year, and
2: uh, I went to like last year, I went to Long Beach Comic Con mm-hmm. and Kamikaze. And I'm going to Emerald City Comic Con next month in Seattle.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: so that'll be the first it's the first time since 2003 that mm. I'll be going to a different state for a convention. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I might go... Long Beach Comic Con is going to have like a Long Beach Comic Expo like a, in May, like a shorter...
0: Huh.
2: I don't know. It's huh. a really... Long Beach Comic Con is... To be honest, like Frankincense,
0: with, <laughs> right, right,
2: <laughs> with yeah. Frankincense, with like it, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's like not really a convention so much as a shopping thing. Yeah, but yeah. Last time we went, we had like a whole, I guess you could say, Rule sixty-three or gender swap Pacific Rim group, which is all just clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, like, nobody there. Nobody, one booth of artists, like, knew who we were. Mm-hmm. But we had a lot of fun at the end taking a bunch of pictures. Like, mm-hmm. so we got a bunch of photographs. And really, that's that's what mattered about mm-hmm. that convention. I, so many times I've finished conventions and I have no photos of my costumes. And I'm like, no more. This won't happen anymore. I'm going to bring my camera and I'm going to take pictures of other people. Because I do like taking photos of people. But I'm also gonna make someone take photos of me so that I have some photos of my costumes. Right, absolutely. I won't let that happen
0: again. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I uh, I find that after the summer, I, I usually end up in sort of uh, convention downtime. I think the last one I tend to usually hit is the Vegas Tricon, and that's not every year. It Do you go to DragonCon? I want to, but it, you know, because it's relatively close after Comic Con. And it's such a big expense to go, and then you add airfare on that. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to do it.
2: And I keep thinking about how hot it must be. Like and every yeah. time I see that parade, yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like I, mean, I can't.
1: I have friends that go. I want to go one day. I will try to make it happen, but it's not a. Probably not going to be soon, and that's not because I wouldn't mind checking it out. It's just, it's just so far. I know that, um, like, I just went to Kamikaze for the first time this year. And that was all right. It was a good time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I haven't been to Long Beach in a while, and uh, I kind of miss when they used to do Serenity Con's. Um, that's about it. I don't usually do much in the fall because then you're okay. You're prepping for the holidays. Right after the holidays, you have Gallifrey, mm-hmm. and that's always a big suck for me. And then you get WonderCon, and then for me, I also do Big Wow now um, Mm. up in San Jose, and that's a fun time. I love that con, but it's almost like da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and then Comic-Con's kind of the big blowout, and then it's sort of a... Have
2: have you been to Chicago TARDIS?
1: uh, Not Chicago TARDIS. I did go to, not technically the same thing, but when Chicago used to host Visions, which was the 90s version of Chicago TARDIS in Mm -hmm. a way. Uh, I did go to that a couple times in the 90s, but that was that was a kind of a different... I, it's hard to even call it that, because it was a different con, different time, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But.
2: Yeah, I um, oh, I went to ALA this year, Anime Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a badge. Uh, and they, like, really cracked down, so we may have snuck into the mm-hmm. pool area
1: with some yeah. people. Uh-huh.
2: But I have no interest in anime anymore. I tried. I had some friends, like, you should... W- I can't. I just can't.
1: You just... It's- it's it's the current anime, or you can't go back and watch your favorite anime.
2: I could go back and watch Sailor Moon. I mm-hmm. could do that, but um, otherwise, I can't get into current anime. Not that it's like bad or anything, mm-hmm. but it just it brings back like it feels like middle school again. Um. I'm just not. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't separate the anime part of my life right. from like the new anime. Right. Um, but I would really like. To, I'd actually really like to rewatch Sailor Moon from the beginning, and probably with someone who's never watched it before. That's something I would like to do.
1: I know the big one I got into is uh, Evangelion and Cowboy Bebop. Oh
2: my friends, there's like because there's new Eva mm-hmm. and there's a movie mm-hmm. and it's like destroyed them. It is so because I mean it's always been emotional, but it's right. it's really. Someone was telling me they're like you're never gonna watch it. I'll just tell you the ending and they were describing it to me and I was like oh oh god like that's,
0: <laughs> that's
2: horrifying and I thought but they don't even know there's some like really classic horrifying depressing and like lane um, serial experiments lane and it's like this girl dies and then everybody starts getting emails from her mm-hmm. and it's really artistic um, there's some other stuff it's weird but th- all these people all my friends were really into anime mm-hmm. don't know about any of the animes that were so it's like uh, Magical Knights Ray Earth and Escaflone. I
1: do know Escaflone and
2: Slayer's Mm-hmm. Which has like 10 bajillion versions of it. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows about Dragon Ball Z, whether or not they yeah. watched it. Everyone heard about that. Uh. Tenchini Naruman. Uh. Tenchi Muyo. Uh. Car- they know about Cardcaptor Sakura. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, so many.
1: I'm literally falling back on my one or two friends who are big anime guys and were always getting me to sample stuff. There was only, it was really only about those two or three. I mean, everyone... Ranma, one I mean, half? Uh, no. I mean, obviously, I grew up on stuff like uh, Battle of Planets and Voltron, and I sampled Robotech and Speed Racer. But I know... Um, what was the other one? Um, Berserker was one a friend of mine got me into for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, oh, God. Um, it's like one of the Trigun...
2: Oh, yeah, Trigon.
1: Trigon and, uh, I'm uh, blank. Oh, Loop in the Third. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: There's also, like, a... oh gosh. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. It's too
1: much. It's too much. Okay. Um, I'm kind of worried about this. Uh, so, screen accuracy, how important is it to you?
2: Um,. I don't do a lot of, with the exception of Doctor Who and this mirror costume,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't do a lot of... Like, okay, I did Frodo. I have a Frodo costume from Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um.
1: What did you do for the feet?
2: Oh, I have just sandals that mm-hmm. I've... Uh, that they were painted and mm-hmm. then we have like hair. They're actually pretty cool, but okay. they're comfortable. I'm not one of those people who like, barefoot and... Nah, I gotta put... I gotta have something for sure, my sure, feet. sure. Um... And then, like, I have a wig for that, but the last time I wore it, I just wore my hair because it was... My hair is kind of that texture, and mm-hmm. I just didn't care enough. But I just have the vest and suspenders and the shirt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, like, two towers. Okay. Because just sure. shredded the coat. But I have the fellowship cloak because mm-hmm. I have, like, the... I think it... Was it Master Replica's brooch? Or was it the other company that made the brooch? There's, like, two different companies, yeah. you know, that make all of the... Every movie's. No, I, like,
1: I, I know what you mean. I'm not as up on the Lord of the Rings stuff. I mean, I, I love the movies, but I'm not as up on the uh, the source of where to get that stuff. Yeah.
2: And I have, I don't have the one ring. Someone was like, you don't have the one ring. And I was like, you do know that the inscription on the ring only appears, you know, when worn by the, the Dark Lord, mm-hmm. you know, or thrown into fire. And they're like, mm-hmm. ooh, and I was like, so why would the, the, why would I have a ring around my neck with the inscription on it? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just like, this is <laughs> this nerdy detail. And so that, um, I mean, it's pretty screen accurate. Like, Mm -hmm. we didn't make... You didn't use actual velvet. We Mm -hmm. used velveteen, but it looks like velvet because it needs to be washable and not ridiculously expensive. Mm -hmm. But there's these websites that detail out the Lord of the Rings costumes to a T. Like, they have patterns, and they have, like, oh, this is the stitching detail. There's three different shirts, and just so intense. So my mom, you know, went off those. So my Frodo costume is, is pretty accurate. Um... And my, like we were talking about, my mirror costume won't be, you know, fabric ac- accurate, but I think that it will be effective. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like my Nissa costume, the top is really accurate. That brooch is just strangely accurate considering when my mom picked it out, she mm-hmm. couldn't really tell what it was. Mm-hmm. And now that we have high quality image of it, it's like essentially like it is that brooch And mm-hmm. the creep, like I don't even know. It's like, you look at the pictures and you're like, it's the same thing. Like, it might actually be not the brooch, but, like, the same, you know, mold or whatever. It's like a little angel face mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but I we made the skirts brighter colors. Like, we, we picked more vibrant colors sure. instead of the kind of gross looking. <laughs> it just looked kind of dirty. So, we're like, no, nah, okay. i are going to go brighter. Just right. And I remember um, Sarah... Being like, oh, this is is really accurate. The skirts weren't this bright. Mm -hmm. I was like, I know. We just decided to make them this bright. Mm Because we like the way it looks. Because I do what I want. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, like, I get why it's important. Like, why people like to do it. But there is a point where people can just be obnoxious about it. Like, I, I can't stand when people, oh, this is almost perfect. And you're like, you're almost not an asshole like (laughs) (laughs) you're so close to being okay but you're actually it's just it's one thing if you think it or if somebody walks up to you and you're like please critique my costume while i stand here (laughs) but otherwise like to walk up to someone and be like that that that's the right plaid but that the green it's actually more of a chartreuse
1: (laughs) has this happened to you (laughs) Wow, I mean... But
2: actually, you've said some things that are kind of, like, I think you mean them as compliments, but you're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty close. It's pretty close, but not all the way. Like, <laughs> you just say, it like, it's pretty, or it's like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, oh. Like,
0: it's
1: pretty... See, this is why you just got to wear the other ones around me, and then I don't even know. I'm like, yeah, it looks great. It looks <laughs> awesome. Because hey. I, I, I don't know the characters as well. But you get into Doctor Who, and I'm like... But, you know, it's it's funny. It depends on the character you're doing. Because um, uh, there, there's only certain companion costumes I even I even know decently. Because, obviously, I'm not dressing up as Victoria or
2: something. Why not? Yes, I know. Crazy, huh? need to branch out.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that's right. I'll, I'll be the... Um, I'll be the Well, no, I, I've seen some male crossplay, but it's very really yeah. rare.
2: And sometimes it's good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, you know. There's a um a Disney cosplayer mm-hmm. who does princes and princesses, but he has a wonderful facial structure and a very good grasp on makeup, and yeah. he does both really well. Okay. Like he has like you'll have like pictures of him as like both the prince and the princess. Mm-hmm. And you're like,
1: oh my god. Trips, yeah. It's,
2: it's re- he's mm-hmm. really good. But that's mm-hmm. the power of makeup. No, like, no. Very true. Makeup is is magic.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Especially if you have access to things like airbrushes. True. Then you can... I don't even know how to use an airbrush. So if you handed me one, I'm like... This yeah. is not- it would not be mm-hmm. good. <laughs> it would not work.
1: Um, so... Uh, so Doctor Who... And uh, I've been deliberately holding off going fully here because I've been trying to push the podcast away from Doctor Who for a while. But <laughs> you have awesome Doctor Who costumes. That is essentially Thank how we you. met. And um, I remember, uh, I know we didn't really like meet meet till about two years ago, but I remember seeing you at the 09 Gallifrey as Nyssa. And i uh, the big thing I remember was uh, posing with your friend as Adric and my mm-hmm. Cyberman, which was the first year I had my Cyberman there. Yes. And uh, that was, that's my first real memory of this girl dressed as Nyssa. Um, and that looked good, and then, of course, a couple years later, you need the Perry, which looks mm-hmm. awesome, but it's on Veros the, uh, the blue. Um, do you have the action figure of that, by the way? I don't. Uh, what, what's up with that? I you just, gotta...
2: I, I intended to have the action figure of Red Lantern Mara. Mm-hmm. I did get Dove. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I put, it. oh, it's in a box. But I, I, the Mara, like, I kept going to stores and be like, I'm gonna buy it, and then sold out, it's gone mm-hmm. forever. And I just, I don't want to spend a bajillion dollars because sure, they just sure. sit in boxes because I have no yeah. display cases. But it was always my intention to mm-hmm. try to get, actually, I have an action figure, two action figures of selfie costumes I've worn, but one of them, I was just at a convention wearing my banana yellow selfie thing, just talking to someone. Some girl comes up out of nowhere and she's like, oh my god, you, have the best selfie oh and she's like digging through her bag and she's like you can have this because it looks like you I was like oh and it's a it's a little vinyl selfie nice. figure and I'm like uh and she's like I already have it thank you mm-hmm. and she just like runs off and was like cool thank you like mm-hmm. it was like really nice but then mm-hmm. just like this like I'm being accosted oh 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 thank you mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. so I have a figure. Of that costume. It's nice to have action figures mm-hmm. of things you have as costumes.
1: Yeah, sometimes they actually make a good reference sometimes, yeah. too. Sometimes. I mean, you can't you can't take them as gospel, but... No. Yeah. But uh, especially for monsters, I find. Um, and then, obviously, this year you did the uh, rather fantastic Victoria, uh, which photographed very Thank well. Thank
2: you. Oh, I love that
1: costume. Yeah, I know. It great. So, um, what... what Started taking you away from superheroes into Doctor Who.
2: Well, they're happening at the same time. Well, I, yes, I, like you're it's right. like at you're the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I got into Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. That's the beginning. I remember someone talking about Doctor Who on Live Journal, mm-hmm. and then randomly ending up watching an episode on YouTube in parts. Mm-hmm. It was actually uh, Tooth and Claw. Oh
3: wow! Okay. And
2: it was like a really bad rip too. So mm-hmm. it was incredibly dark.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I couldn't see anything, mm-hmm. and. One of the parts near the end was missing. So, like, the last... It was, like, one, two, three, five. Mm. So, it just, like... I was, like, oh, that was cool. And so, then I watched a bunch of other... Like, that person had posted some other... And I started watching those. I'm, like, you know what? I should, like, actually try to watch this. And my mm-hmm. friend sent me to a website where I could watch them all. So, I watched all of... Um, I watched, like, series two, series three. And that's all they had at that mm-hmm. point. And then... Series one, and then Series four had started. So like Mm -hmm. by the time like I did go out of order, but it's because I didn't really realize what was happening. Mm -hmm. But then before I think even before Series four had started, like Mm -hmm. I was into Doctor Who, so now I can watch it. I started watching um, classic Who episodes, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how I came upon them, Mm -hmm. but I started watching the end of the fourth Doctor's like air. Like I think the first one I watched. Was, forgive me, I don't know the episode title. It's, um, they have Adric with them, and there's vampires. Ah, State of Decay. Yes, Mm -hmm. it was that one. And I, and that's, like, the first one I ever watched. I never saw one. And this is, like, once again, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Things missing. Mm -hmm. And so, I just remember them talking about, like, Adric stowing away. And I'm like, cool. Like, I had no Mm -hmm. idea. And then it just led right into The Fifth Doctor, you know, so I, I watched all of them in order from there, you know, into the fifth doctor and okay. then watched as many as I could until it's like until they had Turlo with them. Uh-huh. And then that just kind of like, I, you know, I, I faded away or I lost ability to watch episodes. But then <laughs> it's like, I remember it was like the first time I. We're like, and my friend, I got him into it, and I was like, there's a convention. There's like a Doctor Who convention. We're like, yeah, it's in LA. We should go. We should mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And so we went, and we were just there, and there was like no one at that Gallifrey. It felt like it was so empty for some reason. And it was
1: already getting big then compared to what it was when I started going about four or five years before that. And which I-, I know, comparatively, oh9 to now is is. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And we sat
2: in, like, a big Finnish panel, Mm and we had no idea what they were talking about. Oh, wow. And then there was a panel, because, uh, actually, one of the actors from Tooth and Claw Mm -hmm. um, was, I can't remember his name, because I'm awful, but he was there for a Blake 7, because they did a, a Blake 7 audio adventure, Oh, um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The guy who was in it, he was the the new audio blade yeah. before they reset and it. so then
2: and we went out and bought it, like, after that. We're like, I'll oh, buy it. was bios. cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there was a moment, and I'm sure, we actually, I probably had this photo, and mm-hmm. you're probably in it, because it was, like, a big group photo of all the doctors. Yeah. But it also included, like, someone's... Made up like fan made twelfth and thirteenth doctors. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. And I remember, and we thought that the eighth doctor, who looked like, um, it, we thought that it looked like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen like picture. I don't mm-hmm. know. We were being weird, and like we had post it notes, and we put a post it note on one of the chairs in the hall, it, it, like one of the chairs that said, "Don't sit here. Whatever you do, do not sit here." And then we kept coming back and it was still there. Like that post-it note stayed mm-hmm. on the chair all day. Mm-hmm. And we had our sonic screwdrivers and we mm-hmm. were just wearing normal clothes. Right. And they are like, that was fun. We should come next year. Mm. And then the next year I made him dress up as Ad- Adric. So.
1: <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah.
1: And you were just like, all right, so what, what made you decide, I'm going to do Nissa? and now I'm going to do Perry Because Light. she was
2: a character that I had seen. Like, because I'd watched those well, episodes yeah, and you, I'd you... watched, I pretty much, yeah, I watched, I watched Nyssa from beginning to end.
1: But you had seen the new series first. Why did you gravitate to Nyssa over say Rose or Donna? or For
2: the same reason I always pick obscure characters because I don't feel like I'm competing with other people. Like, you uh... know, one of the first things I probably did was type into the internet, Nyssa of Traken costume, mm-hmm. Nyssa Dr. Who costume to see if anyone else had ever done it. Yeah. And I found one person Mm -hmm. And I was like, my mom could do that better.
3: Mm -hmm. And, you know,
2: because, like, everyone has done Rose. I don't look like Billy Piper. Mm -hmm. It's just boring clothes. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's not exciting. Like, unless you did, like, her, um, I think it's, like, the only time she wasn't wearing normal clothes, the Charles Dickens episode. Uh, Oh. Oh.
1: I'm quite dead.
2: Yes. I think that's, like, it. Um. Like, unless you did that costume, otherwise it's not particularly exciting.
1: Or it's lantern. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But even then, like, that's kind of technically normal clothes for the time period, you know, and they're not, like, obscu- it's not like, you know, a Victorian dress or mm-hmm. a, a Regency gown or something like mm-hmm. that. So I just, it didn't seem like a challenge or anything. And I also, you know, I knew that there probably wouldn't be anyone else dressed up like this. And then it might garner... Some attention?
1: Yeah, no. Maybe? I, I would say so. And it worked? Mm-hmm.
2: Although I'm very glad. And then Perry, I was like, I need to do something new. And I don't want it to be too much. So we're like, you <laughs> we can buy all of this mm-hmm. and I can use my real hair. Mm-hmm. And then I just felt like I got way more praise for that costume than I ever got for my Nissa costume. Which is weird because I I got a lot of praise for my Nissa costume.
0: Yeah.
2: But people and my Perry costume... Like you, one of those people, I remember be like, "This is really, good. this is really." Good. I'm like, "It's closed Bob. It's close." I bought all of it. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's the trifecta, though. That's the thing. You, I mean, yes, the Nissa costume as a costume is superior, especially in terms of you know how you have to make it and it's made mm-hmm. from scratch. I completely agree with that. But you have the trifecta going on with Perry, where you look more like Perry
0: than yes. you
1: do as Nissa. It's true. So you have casting on your side. And then you're feeding into a character that is more, being very generous here, more liked by the male yeah. population of fans, at, so, at least
2: physically. I don't know if a lot of people like. Depends on the
1: story. Yes. Yeah, yes. So, um, so you have that triangle going on, and that's why it's it's like the perfect storm. Yes. And you know it does look good. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Um, so yeah. So uh, but I take it this is another one where I, after a certain point you're like ah, I'm retiring that now. now I'm moving to Victoria now I'm moving to whoever.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I just um, like I'm really glad that I got to be someone out of the Nissa in mm. the sketch shows. You year. asked. That was a- I know. I, delivered. I know.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. No. It's just that uh, I have to, and you know this. I have to write for who's got what costume. Mm-hmm. And or what can what can we put you in that works for you? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes it's easy where you know I got the El Cheapo adric that works fine. Or, El Cheapo. Yeah. Well,
2: there were, the adric that you would ask about. Yeah, 15 because I was times trying to was an you. El Cheapo adric. Which like, you,
1: yes, I so remember that. Um, so I did. He was El a Cheapo. good adric though, a much, mm-hmm. a
2: much better adric than he was a Captain Jack Harkness.
1: Oh God, I vaguely remember that now. Yeah, yeah.
2: He, it wasn't bad. He mm-hmm. just he was just laughing all the time. There's actually like video of me talking about cause someone was like when I was dressed as Dove at Comic Con and I was at that panel where Sterling Gates was, it was actually a um flashpoint panel mm-hmm. for that like alternate universe uh the flash story oh, right. yeah, yeah. where um mm-hmm. instead of like Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. they had like the it was like the Wayne casino. It was just interesting mm-hmm. and uh, I got up to ask a question because I wanted one of the casino coins. And then they started just talking to me and they were like, oh, why don't you have a, a a hawk? And I was like, I don't really have a friend. You know, I have one dude friend, but I just, I don't want to put him in spandex. Like, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, has he ever cosplayed with you? I'm like, yeah, he did Captain Jack Har- Harkness once, but he, he wasn't very good. And then they like, they like, they laughed at that. They're like, oh, that's not very nice. I'm like, well, he wasn't like bad. He just couldn't stop laughing. Like, we have all these pictures and he's just like, it's not that Captain Jack Harkness doesn't smile, yeah. but like every Torchwood picture is like. Yeah, yeah. Like serious. And so yeah. I'm trying to take a photo of him. Like, can Kenny, Can he? Can, can he? Just. Just. Oh, God. Like trying to get like good photos of him. But mm-hmm. he threw it together. He did a pretty good job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so. Okay.
1: Um, so uh, what is on your cosplay Plate now what's coming down the pike Beyond obviously Game of Thrones
2: Yes uh, for WonderCon I'm doing uh, Spoiler from Batman Like the Stephanie Brown If you're in the Bat family you have to do At least two different people So, But Stephanie Brown has been Robin, spoiler And uh, Batgirl mm-hmm. She's been a lot of things but she's mm-hmm. like the blonde Batgirl mm-hmm. Um Spoiler typically has a cowl, a hood, a thing covers her entire face. Uh, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're, we do, we're gonna have the big hood, but I, we're, we're copying, a, like a fan art image, cause my friend is doing, uh, Cass's Batgirl, mm-hmm. Genie. Um, so we're doing that together. Uh, and Cat, that's like the, or I guess it's, the, it's like the Batgirl, um, that doesn't have like any purple or anything on it. It's mm-hmm. the all black. Okay. Um Yeah. She's doing that. And that's that's it for like new stuff. I try to one convention at a time. Sure. Um we have fabric for other Victoria costumes, but we'll see how that goes. And yeah, but I I don't I don't look that far ahead. You should mm-hmm. see how much fabric we have for things that never happened. The fabric that we bought for, you know, or the patterns that were purchased for things that never happened. It never will happen because I'm no longer, you know, into that series or something. Sure. But there is a lot of it.
1: Does it ever get repurposed or recycled somewhere or it just sits it there? It should be. Or it mm-hmm. should be
2: sold. We should probably
1: get rid of it. I would, yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, um, would be your number one tip to cosplay beginners?
2: Um, I would say, um, I guess do your research Mm -hmm. and it's not just, you know, into the way your costume looks, but when you go to a convention for the first time, if you read anything about convention prep they'll tell you all the basics like drink water eat food bring snacks with you make sure you have a badge bring cash Mm -hmm. you know and then they'll also tell you things about like when you're in costume like to think about like if you have to go to the bathroom or you know how to take care of your wig how to put your wig on Mm -hmm. you know if you do all this research you're gonna it's gonna help you especially if you don't already have a cosplay community around you Mm -hmm. where you learn from people so do your research Mm -hmm. don't Go to a convention for the first time and not uh, be prepared because conventions can be really stressful mm-hmm. if you don't have everything you need. Very true. So I always make, we make packing lists for costumes to make sure that we have all the pieces because mm-hmm. there's nothing like showing up at a convention and, you know, not having the gloves that go with the costume. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, something to go with it. And then you essentially can't wear the costume, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're missing some of these pieces, it's not going to work.
1: No, no. Checklist and uh, repair kits are very important. Yeah, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel is the most important thing you have learned doing this hobby?
2: Um, I would... I think that it's... Uh, maybe like a self-confidence I've always not mostly like a confident person but when I feel good about myself in a costume is usually when I feel the best and so like learning that I you know that I can I guess like think that I'm pretty or beautiful in things like now i like confidence is a lot but like at the beginning it's mm-hmm. like when i first started this when i cosplayed was the time the only time that i felt like i'd be attractive to mm-hmm. anybody ever and that you know once you learn that that translates to like if you feel good like this in costume then mm-hmm. you can feel good like this all the time
1: it's mm-hmm. a good lesson to have i, I can agree with that it's a uh... What is it um I don't want to say fake it' till you make it kind of thing but yeah if you if you feel you're looking good it actually does translate to mm-hmm. your your well-being your attitude for the day mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I'll obviously be posting photos of a number of these costumes on the website but where can people find you online
2: uh, you can find me online at uh, facebook.com slash Katie in costumes Katie spelled K E I G H. T E E, and then in costumes. Um, but also on Instagram at mm-hmm. the Ricket Andu T H E R I C K E T A N D O O. It's from a Girl Scout song. That's pretty much anywhere you see that username is me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like literally anywhere you see the Ricket Andu is me. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where you can find me on the internet. <laughs>
1: Uh, very good. Oh, one question I missed. Uh I asked your best experience in costume. What has been your worst or even funniest mishap experience in costume?
2: I feel like I wish I'd had more let's see well um it there was a time we went nah, I mean, like some of these things are like really not having to do with costume, oh, okay. My eternal Sailor Saturn costume. Sailor Saturn
3: mm-hmm.
2: has a weapon. It's, she, they don't hit people with it, but mm-hmm. it's because it's Sailor Moon. But it's called the Silence Glaive. Right. And the, it's important. Like, you can't be Sailor Saturn without the Silence Glaive. She's right. never without it. So, my mom finishes this beautiful costume. I'm at Anime Expo, super excited about it. we leaving the hotel room. I set the Silence Glaive against the wall to, like, adjust a costume thing. Sounds Glade falls to the floor, and the top just snaps off. Mm. And so we had to tape it. My, thankfully, my mom had happened to bring some silver-matching, like, cardboard and taped it up. And so it, it messed up the way it looks, but it was still, like, together. So, mm-hmm. but, like, yeah, immediately breaking the prop before I even get to take it out. Mm-hmm. But it ended up being okay. In the long run, but that was that was unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the it- worst, though. I've gotten headaches a lot in costumes, mm-hmm. though. I get headaches a lot anyways, but, mm-hmm. like, I got really sick at WonderCon when I was in my Speller costume. Right. And I had to, and I had, like, someone had carpooled, and I had to call, so I had to, like call out on Facebook, like, someone come pick me up and take me home. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Cause, and I did. Someone uh, was getting off work uh, at you know, Obviously, Disneyland's right by the convention center, so mm-hmm. uh, they were getting off work, and they took me home, and they said. Mm-hmm. But I try really hard to make sure I drink water, and then I eat, mm-hmm. and that you know I don't stay in things too long that make me uncomfortable. Or sometimes it's like pre-medicating. like take Motrin, like this is going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's still it's still hard. Sometimes you just forget, or you lose track of time. Yeah, very true. We kind of, I guess, cause we're kind of used to abusing ourselves.
1: Yeah, more so than the actors wearing the thing, because at least they get to take breaks on yeah. set. And we're wearing it for hours on end at a convention hall, you know. Getting
2: blisters mm-hmm. and sweaty and you know, it's it's sometimes I, I think to myself, like, why am I doing this?
1: hmm And then you think about the social aspect and the really good photos that come back and how awesome they look. And mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, it's worth it. Was and worth then what it, when it feels
2: like to not be in costume with yes. everyone who's in costume. Yes, that's true. That's like it's like a a weird, you you don't know what it feels like until you've experienced it, mm-hmm. and you just feel really bummed out, mm-hmm. even if you try like not to be. Mm-hmm. My friends, this is the last comic con, they were like, "We're not going to bring any costumes because we're over cosplay." Mm-hmm. And then like three days, like two days in, they're like, "This is the worst. Why do we do this? This is the stupidest thing ever." Like You feel
1: like you're at the party, but you're missing it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: because. I mean what am I gonna do? like mm. I do the entire dealers hall, yeah, okay, good mm-hmm. job, like <laughs> like go to more panels and you know camp out so I can get into this autograph session Pretty like, much
1: I yeah. could do
2: that, or I could cosplay
1: mm-hmm. and
2: hang out with friends like
1: and cosplay's a good way to meet friends, I mm-hmm. say um because let's i I know for a fact if I never cosplayed ever um. Or kept it strictly to Halloween or something. I wouldn't know most of the people in my friend circle right now.
2: It's true.
1: I'm trying to think of exceptions, actually, right now. I can think of a couple, but they're, like, friends from, like, before my cosplay days. That Haven't you
2: known Kevin for a really long time?
1: Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a good exception. But, like, you know, it's because of cosplay and Doctor Who and things like that mm-hmm. that we're now kind of hanging out more and, and still and stuff what
2: Speaking of Halloween. Yes. Do you find I don't know if you go to, I don't really go to any like big parties. It's usually like house parties. But people don't understand why I don't want to wear my cosplay costumes to their casual Halloween party.
1: This has come up in my Halloween podcast and most people are on the same page.
2: And they can't like you're like but you have tons of costumes. Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, but we're going to sit around getting drunk."
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, one time I put on, a, like, a really nice costume for something. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we ended up, like, being shipped around in a limo or something. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the worst thing. I was, like, why didn't I just wear clothes? Right. I should be wearing clothes right now because I'm so uncomfortable. Right. And I'm just sitting down, you know, right. making. Or, like, I, my Jane costume has a corset. Jane from Disney's Tarzan. Okay. And mm-hmm. we ended up, at, like, I, I thought we were going somewhere. And then I ended up sitting around in the house. And I was, like, I need to go home because my back hurts. Like... yeah like this is so i have costumes that i specifically wear to halloween parties that are usually just like like my Cheshire cat costume Mm -hmm. which is ears and a fluffy tail and like a Uh, A modified American apparel pink striped shirt. like, And it's just all comfortable stuff that doesn't matter. And yeah, it's not full out, but I'm not wearing, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not wearing my Dove costume to somewhere where there's alcohol and messy food. Like, it's not happening.
1: And people that don't care as much. I mean, there are certain Halloween events that might call for a higher end costume Mm -hmm. where it's more of an event yeah and I've done that and that's cool but like we're screenings even maybe yeah. or if you got like to is. like
2: invited to like the Playboy Mansion Halloween yeah. party mm-hmm. you know I might go more but then at the same time like maybe you'd want to do something like specific for that event like make something yeah. it's like when you're doing the one time I went to Labyrinth I like threw something together with the help mm. of a friend and it's like I had a fairy costume, but I knew that it it just didn't feel like the Disney fairy would mm-hmm. fit in quite right with this right. event. So I just you know threw something together for mm-hmm. that event.
1: No, no, it's uh, it's a smart way to go. I uh, I'm in the same boat, and actually half the time too, half of these costumes that I do are not mainstream enough for Halloween.
2: Yeah, people aren't going to get it. So what's yeah. the point? Like it's not because so Halloween costumes you know either be funny. Or cool, you know?
1: Yeah. They got to be super, super on the nose, funny, sexy, cool. They got to be any of those. And you can go for the obscure joke, but I mean, it reminds me, I often tell the story of, you know, Halloween 04 when I first wore my Tom Baker. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't even a good Tom Baker. It was just the first one I put together. And um, uh, nobody there got it. I mean, this is before the show came back. Even now, with the show as popular as it is, there's a lot of people that still won't get The Fourth Doctor. They might Mm -hmm. get Matt Smith or Tennant. And I do have those costumes, but I don't see wearing those to Halloween. Um but yeah, no. Um no, I, I like nobody there got it except what was it? Um one random girl did, and she was way too young to know the show. I don't know how the hell she knew it.
2: Probably your parents. Yeah,
1: probably your parents. And one other guy only admitted it to me in private that he knew who I was because he was from Australia and he knew the stigma doctor who carried with it, but it didn't work against me that night because nobody knew who I was. So everyone kept guessing. I was like East coast English professor or Indiana Jones's retarded brother or something. And, um, yeah, (laughs) so it's, it it goes to show you that, I mean, I learned the hard way. Like you got to pick, even if you don't know what it is, at least if I'm Captain Marvel, you know, I'm a superhero. Yeah. Or it'd pick a. I have a backup cheap Zorro costume I can throw on. You know, it can't fail with Zorro, so. It's true. Um, yeah. Have I have to, like a
2: pirate costume if mm. I want to go like all out, like you know, wear something a little bit uncomfortable, but it's like I got a pirate costume. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like everybody knows you're a pirate. Everybody and You've got some pirates. boobs, like.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, or you put on uh, what is it the the uh, the convict costume or the
2: yeah just like something
1: basic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, my friend used to always fall back on whenever it's Halloween and. He'd either put on a Hawaiian shirt and a Viking helmet, or he'd literally go buy the cheapest costume in a bag, which usually ended up being the monk costume. So it was a brown robe with a cross, and he was carrying a Bible. And he didn't care that it was kind of a dumb costume, but mm. it was like 20 bucks. And, you know, I thought that's kind of what you need, though, for Halloween. You need your cheap. You don't care, and if you gotta replace it, you replace it. But it's, if you get spills, then it's okay. Yeah.
2: It's so much better when people hold themed Halloween parties, like when Indeed. they have something that like directs you. Like, mm-hmm. don't just show up in costume. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is the, you know, jungle, or this is a you know internet meme party. Sure. Or um, I was thinking, I think someone did do this, but like it's still a good idea, like a an SNL. Themed Halloween party. So everybody just has to come as something from. From Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is really broad. Like there's so much to pick from. Mm -hmm. And you could go really obscure or you can do things that are more recognizable, but it would be, you know.
1: That's smart. I like it.
2: I feel like someone did that. But not not anyone that I was invited. But I feel like someone was talking about a party that they that's,
1: had. Like that's that's a pretty good idea. I would almost want to do a kids in the hall party, but that's oh. really reaching.
2: You could just do like yeah. a sketch comedy. Like you could be like from anything. So from like anything. in Living Color, Monty Python, mm-hmm. like a like a comedy classics or something. Yeah. Because then people could come as like Three Stooges or the Marx Brothers, just like anything comedy related. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I like it. I like it. All yeah. right, duly noted. We got time planned for Halloween.
2: Yeah, we could. I feel like now all the cool people in LA like rent out a space for Mm -hmm. parties Mm -hmm. because like nobody has um, a big house. No, that's true. You know, and then like little parties, it's like, why do you dress up? Like, what's the point of dressing up? Why don't we get together and watch horror movies and, you know, so so you get all cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Or you got the people that they don't really dress up, but they do some makeup thing where they get a horn out of their head or something. Yeah. Yeah, That's their costume. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. (laughs) Cosplay or costuming? Is there a difference?
2: Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, Very natural. (laughs) No, I think uh, cosplay is like the act of being in costume. And costuming is like the art of making costumes. Mm -hmm. Because I think that costuming can encompass historical costuming. Yeah. So, like, people who do Ren Fairs do costuming, mm-hmm. not cosplaying. I mean, I guess if you're dressing up as Elizabeth I, you could be like, yes, I'm cosplaying. Oh. But that would okay. be weird. But I feel like, you know, if, if you go to pirate fairs or stuff like that, you're costuming. You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're making these things, and it can also mean, like, you can be a costumer and make Doctor Who costumes. But if you're cosplaying, I think you're specifically, it's like you're doing actual characters okay. and usually, like, fictional or semi-fictional, maybe if they're based on history, mm-hmm. but they're in TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, like the action of, like, being in the costumes and kind of, like, the full-out thing. I don't think it necessarily, excuse me, means that uh, you're acting like the characters. Like, some people go, oh, it means that, like, play, like, put on... Because I don't believe... Like, me personally,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I've never been one of those people where I'm like, I have to act like the character because I feel weird when Mm -hmm. i do that like Mm -hmm. i get when you're jack sparrow or something like that i get it like that that makes sense Mm -hmm. i might not want to talk to you while you're doing that you're freaking me out um but yeah for me like i've never felt like i should just unless i'm posing like obviously when you pose you try to Mm -hmm. be the character in pose yeah but not i don't i'm not gonna talk to you like uh you know like frodo i'm just not going to do that.
1: And some people get disappointed when you don't. They do. Or when at least you can't turn it on command or something. Yeah, and it's
2: it's really odd when they want to do like an interview for like a YouTube show and they don't give you, they don't prep you Yeah, that they're not going to be interviewing you, that they're going to be like interviewing the character and you're like, I need this. Mm -hmm. You know, like because if you're expecting a response related to the character, Mm -hmm. you know, but otherwise it's like if you want to know who I am, like I'm not, some people have, Aliases and they don't want their real, but you can you can know my name, so it's, it's true. not a secret.
1: Or um, they don't prep you on the tone of the interview, whether yeah. it's an honest interview or it's a playful interview, mm-hmm. or all that you're trying to quickly read it based on maybe if you saw them interview someone else, or you try to get what you can before the cameras roll. But often they're just trying to get what they can, yeah. and if they get something off the, and coffee, I feel you like
2: pretty much. 80% of every interview I've ever done, it gets cut. Like, I see yeah. I'll always, like, see the clip, and then I'm like, oh, they didn't use my stuff. I was like, I must have been awful. But I do, there are some really weird interviews. This, like, Captain Biorhythm
3: mm-hmm.
2: interviewed everybody after the 2008 Masquerade, at, after they got off stage, and after if they won an award. Mm. And I was the one doing the interviews, like, doing the talking, and they're not bad. Like, mm-hmm. I think that I did a, a pretty decent job, but he's... Wearing like a fanny pack and like tight bike shorts, like this. Ri- it's a little, mm-hmm. it's a little weird. He wasn't yeah. like mean or anything, but it was, it was a weird situation.
1: All right. Um. Actually, as a side tangent, what um, uh, do you? I mean, you have experience in a lot of masquerades, Comic Con masquerade, and so forth. But clearly, you also have a lot of experience. Hall cosplaying. Do you have a preference between the two?
2: Um, they're so different. Mm-hmm. Like. A masquerade, especially Comic Con masquerade. Yeah. Your Saturday is devoted to the masquerade Nowadays, because yeah. there's the meeting and then finding time to eat and then getting ready and and they it is run so well. Like mm-hmm. props to them, they have it down to an art form. Mm-hmm. And I really liked being in that masquerade because I've been in some masquerades that were like oh, this except kinda. of course
1: you have to know that that costume can't be worn until Sunday on the yeah. hall floor.
2: Yeah, and that's 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 a problem. It's it's like upsetting, but then a lot of times people make costumes that can't be worn on like in the hall, like and I think that that's and that's what they like to see. Mm -hmm. Although it's got to be a problem now with you know like badges going on sale so late this year, and people would have had to have been building some of these costumes for months. Yeah, but they're not going to start building them if they don't have badges. Badge, yeah. So um, yeah, I like masquerades because I like being on stage and it's like a thrill. It's over in five seconds, like yeah. months of planning and then it's over. it's over and I don't care about winning. That doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but then hall cosplay is where you get to talk to the people and you get people can get excited about things or you can get excited about other cosplay and More you face-to-face. meet up with people like, oh, oh we should take a picture because mm-hmm. we're in the same costume kind of thing. You get the
1: random crossovers. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's yeah. yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So it's... You know, but good, comfortable Holocaust play. Not getting yelled at for stopping for two seconds at Comic Con, so which I understand. They need to keep the walkways moving. But,
1: but that's Comic Con too. And sometimes they're we can have an entire
2: podcast complaining or about talking security about security at Comic Con. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not even that. It's just like you know, what would solve like when walkways stop moving because Robert Downey Jr. is coming out on the stage. Of course, the walkway starts moving. Robert Downey Jr. is on stage, and that's not. Our fault. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be here. He should be in Hall H. Yeah. And I know you want to take your pictures, but you should do that before, maybe have like a special event before the hall opens in the morning
1: Yeah. or a
2: special event after the hall closes that's mm-hmm. like ticketed wristbands or something because- Take
1: it off site somewhere.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. it's dangerous because yeah. the hall, the you know, the walkway stop. But at the same time, it's like driving by an accident on the freeway. Yeah. You tell everybody, like, don't stop, but yeah. they will. They're going to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: It's very true. <sighs> we love it's, frustrating. <laughs> it's like
2: a love-hate relationship
1: so um, any final thoughts
2: um, no I appreciate you uh, wanting to have this interview with me and uh, I would like to once again thank my mom for all of the hard work she's done. And no, she does not do commissions. But if you get really close to me and you're not a dude. She doesn't know how to sew stuff for dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do a costume together. She might make your costume if you buy all the fabric. But we have to be friends. So probably not if you're listening to this.
1: Alright, well <laughs> be, be wary of new friends you meet after this podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you for being on. Thank you. All right. And we'll be back with more Shop Talk next week here on Costume Station Zero.